It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Welcome back to another episode of Pearl Mania 500. Let's go. It's the husband and wife duo podcast where they get together and they stand on either side of you as you stand in the middle and both of them go town to town on lore as you are pressed between them. Why are you like this? What do you mean? Why? What do you, this Why the episode? do you keep doing this? What do you, what do you mean? What this am I doing? This is a lovely podcast where we talk about all kinds of things yeah. and have a good tee hee hee and a giggle 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 yeah and you gotta make it weird every time i don't listen we've been doing this did you unbutton your shirt all the way hot in here (laughs) and if i turn the air conditioner on then everyone's gonna hear the air conditioner blowing directly into the microphone all right so i hope that the fans who listen to this understand that we are sitting in a hot sweat box yeah and the longer the episode is the more uncomfortable i physically get so you're gonna get more nude during this oh i'm gonna strip all the way down oh no because this is episode 25 whoop, whoop. of Pearl Mania 500. Yeah. Next week will be the six-month anniversary episode. Oh, from when we started. From when we started, That's yeah. That's crazy. Because there's 52 weeks in a year, and we've been doing this every week straight for That's 26 nuts. weeks. That's crazy. That is crazy. And so after we play our theme from His Name Was Dusk, mm-hmm. we'll tell everybody a little bit more about what we have in store for the six-month <laughs> Poor divorce. Oh uh, there's a place where you can't stay when the world gets too insane. Yeah, when the world gets too inane, tune in to Pearl Mania. Saying a sonic race just 
remember to smile. Are you smiling? Yeah. Because we make sure at the beginning of every episode, we have his name was Dusk. Tell us. Yeah. Remember to smile. You because that smile. is, that's how we have to do this show. I know. Because some of the topics we've covered. They make you not want to smile. No. And and I recently just put up a new poll. Oh, you did? Uh, yeah, I put up a new poll for three topics. Okay. Uh, that I have, uh, that the users have submitted. Oh, okay, To cool. me. And I put in who, which each, each username of who submitted it to oh, me. Oh, nice. So there's three up there. One is already in the lead. Oh, already? Yeah, it's how it always works. One of them always takes out everyone else. Yeah. And so it's a, it's a fight for, for second place. Oh, okay. Because third place goes into the dustbin of history. Yeah. I was going through, you know, I got a list of a lot of different topics from mm. our three and $5 Patreons. And then also some people who sent us emails. Yeah. Um, and went through those. And, um, you know, some of them at the time I said, oh, that sounds really good. And then I looked at them in a different, more clearer day. And I went, nah, that's a lot of child abuse. Uh, yeah. So there was, a, there was quite a few where that's I went, nah, the that's... Thing, that's the thing about some of the topics. Is yeah. It's, it's real hard to have a tee-hee-hee when we're talking about child abuse. Yeah. And it's like, you know what? Listen, we live mm. near Penn State, but we didn't go to Penn State. No. hey oh. I mean, uh, you could do a cult story about Penn State. Honestly? A lot of people I know that went to Penn State, that's like they got real cult behavior in there. We are... Okay, that's all I have to say. I love um, that. Yeah, they love that. Anyway, uh, we want to start out the episode the way we start out every episode. Which Having is to, a good time? Which is thanking You all, being weird? Me, how do you mean me being weird? Well, oh, we're going to think, we're going to do the hey huns, the shout outs. Yeah, we're going to do the shout outs. I love if, a shout out. If this is your first time listening, uh, you can go to alexisanerd.com <laughs> to, to join the Patreon. $3 is the hey hun level. Yep. That gets you a shout out, which everyone you're about to hear is getting a shout out. The $5 yeah. makes you a team leader. Team leaders get to vote in poll topics that uh, we list regularly on the Patreon. Yeah. Uh, we we do full full disclosure. Mm-hmm. We are shitty about it though, and sometimes I forget to post them when I say wow. I'm going to do them. Wow. Yeah. Yo. Also, you have to um, for if you are new and you're just coming in. If this is your first episode listen, ever. Holy shit! Somebody, uh, one of the listeners, actually made the website alexisanerd.com. Okay, they made a link. To they the made the link. link. Yeah, and if but you go to alexisallegedlyanerd.com, it also, links it links directly to the iTunes page. Perfect. I know. I love that. Genius shit. I love it, it so much. It makes me so happy. Ugh. But you know what else makes me happy? Um, all, all the sounds and bumpers by his name was Dust, because then I get to do this stuff. Hey, huh? Let's meet our team leaders. Okay. And boy, howdy, do we have some team leaders. We have boy, a howdy. grand total. Boy, howdy. Boy, howdy. All right. 23. Okay, cool. 23 Let's this go. week. You ready for it? Mm-hmm. Up first... Get get you ready. Got your hey hun. I'm ready? fucking ready, dude. Natalie Moore. Hey hun. After that, we have Kristen Cochanti. You definitely nailed that. I'm sure. I did. Hey Kaki, hun. I don't think that's right. Kuchikaki. Oh, you're gonna take it a little too far. All right. After that, we have Pirin tablets. Pirin tablets. Yes. Is that a thing? Yeah. What are Pirin tablets? I, I know, know that this is a thing. I don't I know, know what it is. Now you're gonna make. I thought you would know what it was, so I didn't even look it up ahead oh of time. Oh my god. This is a research podcast. We do research. I don't know if that's true or not. Well, first thing, it's it's from Birdcage. What the hell are beer and tablets? Uh, I do love Birdcage, though. Uh, it's aspirin with the A and the S scraped off. Oh, in Bird right. in Birdcage. Yes. Oh my God. Let's rewatch Birdcage. It's such a good movie. Look what you've done to me, Pierre and Tablets. Now we're gonna have to sit and watch the masterpiece known yeah. as Birdcage. Oh, boohoo! It's a wonderful movie. Birdcage is an amazing movie, and anyone I'm... who ever thinks drag is bad, they need to be duct taped to a chair, had their yeah. eyes open, 
clockwork orange style <laughs> while I dance in the corner with my shirt open in a hot sweat box room as we just play birdcage on repeat yeah. just to see Gene Hackman in drag yeah. singing We Are Family as he's trying to duck the press. Oh my God. Incredible. My favorite well, line is during the wedding at the very end during mm-hmm. the credits where one of the drag queens turned the other one and goes, Bob Dole looks gorgeous. <laughs> Well, the next one looks long. It is long. Okay, go ahead. I actually did look this one up ahead of time. Oh, wow. I'm just a nanohertz gravitational wave standing here looking for a pulsar timing array, asking it to it. I don't know what any of that means. I don't know what any of it means anyway, but they just had a lowercase n, capital H, lowercase z, and I'm like, oh, that's a thing. I got to know. It's nanohertz. The only thing I think of when I uh, hear the word pulsar, which I know is an actual scientific term, is my aunt used to drive a pulsar. And that that was that car. Whew, that was, was it like experience. a Dodge Pulsar. It was like you do you remember what type of car it was? No, I remember Pulsar? it was um, the color beige that equates to sweatpants in car paint. You know that color beige? Yes. And champagne. Um, no, no, it's it the sweatpants of okay. car paint. It was, and it was rickety to say the best. And you know what? It got it got us to where we had to go. The Pulsar. Uh, this next one, they did message me before they okay. had me say it, and it is from Mr. Andretti. Uh, he wanted us to know okay. uh, that he paid specifically just to have me say this, because in the last episode, I said I always read the underscores. Yeah. So this Patreon's name is underscore, underscore, underscore. <laughs> the word underscore with an uh-huh. underscore. And then the word, and then the word underscore I again. I love that. Hey, hon. Thank you. After that, we have Marzana. Hey, hon. After that, we have the gay agenda. Oh, no, not the gay agenda. I wish I had a bum, bum, bum button, but I don't have it queued up. Oh, man, the gay agenda's like, we're going to go to brunch <laughs> and talk about our feelings when we get home. Ah, uh, my agenda's so crazy. What do you want? I just want to have health care benefits with my partner. My gay agenda you is monster. we're probably going to have a dance party in the living room. Oh, no. Oh, no. I just want a garden. You my, monsters. My gay agenda is... We're pretty good at cooking. So, listen, you had fun with that one, right? Yeah, of the course. gay agenda. Because the next one's Glam. Hey, hon. Okay, good. I love I'm going to read you the message Glam sent me. Oh, okay. Because it's important. All right. <clears throat> this is from Glam. I'm listening. Through the Patreon messages. Okay. Hey, angry TikTok man. Already <laughs> off. Perfect. Already Perfect. off to a great start. Wonderful. Got you nailed down. Hey, angry TikTok man. I'm happy you are doing this podcast. Gives me something to listen to at work. While I make dragon dicks. And then, parentheses, furry sex toy business, comma, and the gym. Amazing. I, Incredible. Listen, here's the thing you need to understand for anyone in the future who's going to send us a message like this. <laughs> I already knew what dragon dicks were. Yeah, yeah, you yeah. didn't have to explain that. That mm. was like, listen, listen, Mrs. Pearlmania and I, we don't want to toot our own horn. Or toot our own dragon dicks, if you will. Yeah. But we've been around. <laughs> We've been on the internet. We've also just Not lived. Me. We've yeah. lived. We've lived a life. We were talking about it today when we were driving back from a barbecue. We we're like, man, our life is uh, weird. Yeah, it is exhausting, eventful. That's right, eventful, eventful. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, right. there was, remember that uh, dick that looked like a a tentacle. Yeah, that was a wild looking thing. It has suction cup. That was crazy. Yes, yeah. That was uh, somebody brought that to a party and suctioned it to a table at the party. Hilarious. Yeah, and that's then, just good jokes. You know what it was? And you know what that party had? 
the gay agenda. It did have the gay agenda. I'm and the funny that. part was how it turned into a sword in the stone situation. Because <laughs> everyone tried to unsee. It was a glass table. And I finally walked over, grabbed it, and slid it slowly <laughs> off until it let go. Uh, yeah. After that, we have Heather Ottery. Hey, hon. After that, we have Sam McIntyre. Hey, hon. After that, we have Stuart Chapman. Hey, hon. A lot of real names. I know, I know. People getting ballsy. I love it. After that, we have Kennedy Parker. Hey, Kennedy. That's a good name. Kennedy Parker. I, I like, like that. that. Yeah. I like that. You know what, Kennedy Parker? Mm-hmm. just want to point out, good name. Yeah. After that, we have K. Shelby Anderson. Oh, hell yeah. Hey, hey hon. K. Shelby Anderson, that sounds like a wrestler name from the 70s. Mm. Coming to the ring, we have K. Shelby Anderson, a real monster of a person. <laughs> After that, we have Maddie B. Maddie B. After that, we have Megan Burton. Hey, Meg. After that, this next one is it's I'm just gonna go ahead and pre-hit this. Okay. You ready? Yeah. Hell yeah. Margaret Thatcher is dead. Let's go. Yes, she is. Burning in hell with Pat Robertson. After that, we have Stormy Eve. Oh, hey hun. I'd read that book. After that, we have Jennifer Frederick. Hey hun. After that, we have Haley. Yep, just Haley. I love it. I yep. Hit me with the Haley. Whoa. All right, this next one did message me. Now, okay. sometimes people message me, and they're like, hey, I want to give you a, per, per, a correct pronunciation. Yeah. This one, this person just said, my name is pronounced exactly the way it's spelled. Good luck. Make sure you hit an air horn. After that, wow. we have AJ Osenga. Hey, let's go. Hey, hon. After that, you're going to love this next one. Okay, I'm excited. Uh, sober on a pontoon. <laughs> Been there. A pontoon boat is fun. Even when you're sober. <laughs> I disagree. <laughs> no way. They are fun. You're just standing also, on like, a pontoon. Also, like the pontoon boats that have like the sliding board on them. That shit is fun. What? <laughs> After that, we have Ivanka loves bees and frogs. <laughs> Fuck yeah, dude. Hey, hon. <laughs> that might be the most wholesome name we've had so far. Just Ivanka loves bees and frogs. Who doesn't like bees and frogs? Can I tell you something? When I was first reading, when I, when I hit Ivanka, I was like, here we go. This is about to get political and yeah. then she was like loves bees and frogs okay yeah. yeah and finally okay we have country roads by way of new jersey perfect Very what a good. way to end the segment that's a good way hey hun hey shout out to everybody thank you all so much for supporting us you have no idea how excited we are every day to do this it's incredible and let me just hey hun Let's meet our team leaders. So our team leaders have been met, so we should probably open with just a couple announcements real quick. Oh, okay. About you future th- things. Oh, future things. All future right. Future things that are coming up. Okay. Uh, a big thing that I do want to announce is that I have given my notice <laughs> at my day job. <laughs> you want to give notice um, at um, your night job that you gave notice to your day yes, job? Yes, yes. Cool. Because between this TikTok and all other forms of social media and other thing else blowing up, uh, my day job has gotten in the way of my side gig. Uh, so I was, I gave them notice. Uh, so we well, are. Well, yeah, to be clear, uh, Alex and I have sat down and had many a discussion and decided that we really want to focus a lot more energy on building out this podcast and making it the best possible podcast it can be. And that includes him not working a nine to five job anymore so that he can really help uh, build this out. Yep, and between having to do research for the podcast, having to do all the other forms of social media, I know a lot of people have asked repeatedly when we'll have a YouTube or something yeah. along that setup. 
Uh, we will. So we're working on it, we and we're going to be able to focus on it. <laughs> yes, uh, that I will be full time content creator, oh douchebag, influencer, shit, shit bird, yep, asshole. Uh, babe, this one didn't get enough clicks. Oh, um, no. Starting August first. Wow. Because that also being said mm-hmm. is that we are going to be going. We've had a, a vacation planned for over a year, mm-hmm. but we are not going to delay our schedule Mm-mm. when it comes to this time. So what we are going to do is we are going to have, like we said before, we're going to have some pre-recorded episodes. Yeah. One of which is a very special episode. So I'm going to be playing a different podcast that I guested on, where I played a board game. Yep. I will not give any more other information beyond that. Okay. Just know it's an insane episode. It's incredible. Um, the backstory of why we play that specific game is also nuts. Yep. Mm-hmm. And you will enjoy it just because you have now gotten a taste of us for 26 straight episodes. Yeah. And finally, to the Patreon. Finally. Okay. Well, that's that's the end of my announcements. Oh, this is my announcement because this is my idea. This is your idea. Okay, so my idea was for the six-month anniversary of us, you know, building, putting together this podcast and, you know, really putting our energy towards it. And then for all the Patreons, because, you know, we get a lot of questions um through instagram tiktok and of course through our patreon email so i thought it would be fun to have a q a episode so next week's episode hopefully we'll get enough questions so hey huns and team leads um patreon supporters will be able to send in questions to us and then we will do a whole episode answering your questions Um, Because I know everybody has a lot of them. (laughs) So we want to dedicate a whole episode uh, to answering your questions um, as a huge thank you for supporting us and listening in and sharing our podcast with your friends and leaving us great reviews and very funny reviews on iTunes. Except for that one dude. Yeah, we... we, we, (laughs) Listen, we we don't check the iTunes reviews too often. I mean, you do. I do. I check them. them. But you notice, you're like, wait a second, there's a two-star. Because they've all been five stars. Yeah. And there was a two-star and you pulled it up and it was just some guy who was like... You got Gamergate wrong. Yeah. No, very specifically, he said, you got Gamergate wrong, and you didn't show both sides of the argument. Yeah, you didn't show both sides of the fake thing that was And I was was like, yo, what is the other side of the Gamergate argument? Incredible. What are you looking at? I'm trying to pull up another thing. Okay, stop. Okay. So, yes. uh, Everybody, I don't, how are we going to do this through the Patreon? So what we'll do is, uh, starting on Monday, Mm -hmm. I'm going to just open up a thread. Okay. And in that thread, in the comments, you can put uh, whatever questions you have. Yeah. Uh, Or if you do not feel comfortable putting them in the comments. With public. You could just send it to us as a Patreon message. Yeah. Uh, So if you want to, if you have a question for us, if you want to put any of those different Different things in there, completely fine. Yeah. Uh, And if we get lots and lots of them, we obviously can't promise to get everybody's question. Yes. But we'll do our best. Yes. And we will obviously, you know, be using our usual parasocial guidelines of where we decide where that line is going to be drawn. Mm -hmm. So I just want to make that clear because you guys have actually been really great. And we've always been trying to tell you because of who we talk about on this show (laughs) about, you know, trying to keep those parasocial relationships, you know, not para. Yeah. (laughs) You know, we we really do mostly enjoy social. Mostly social. <laughs> I mean, listen, there are now weirdly thousands of people that listen to this. Yeah, and uh, not when, weirdly, we're awesome. Well, that's great. But it was one <laughs> of those things where it was just the two of us. I grabbed a USB mic and we started recording things. Yeah, and I didn't. I never thought it would get this big this fast. You didn't think that you'd be quitting your job so that we could produce this better. That really was not in the cards <laughs> for me. 
I was just like, I don't know, maybe I can finally get feature work, and now I'm headlining at a Helium Comedy Club in September. So, yeah. okay, with that, okay, you do have. Now that we're done, announcements done. Announcements are done. I don't have an announcement here. We'll just do this. Uh, okay, air horn that to end that. That's okay, got it. Love that. Okay, so, so what are we doing? Updates. You're gonna do updates because a lot of a lot of people messaged and a lot of people commented. Oh, you want me to talk about Colleen Ballinger? Wait, can I just say something? I've been watching a lot of TikToks about this because obviously it's blowing up on the internet, which is why people have been messaging us about yes. it, which I completely understand and love. But there's so many people that call her, I can't even say this right, Colleen. Make it make sense. Is that how she says it? Colleen? I don't know. I, Colleen Ballinger? But, but here's the thing. Here, yeah, that's the thing. I've heard oh my so God. many. And I've, I say things so wrong that I'm like, wait, am I saying Colleen wrong the whole my whole life? Which is fair because I can't even say water right most days. Okay. So for those of you that have listened to the Colleen Ballinger slash Miranda Sings episode where I uh, told Alex all of the horrible history of this weird ass YouTuber. And I had said at the end of the episode, listen, this is all coming to a head right now. It is live. This is she is currently being let's in air, air quotes canceled. People are screaming for accountability. This is, you know, all the craziness is happening right now, and I'm going to need to follow up. So uh, Colleen released an apology video um, the other day, and when I say it was an apology video, she didn't apologize. Nope. She didn't take accountability for the alleged child grooming or any of the other negative things that have been brought up about her. Um, no, she didn't do that. Um, do you want to tell people what she did? She played a fucking ukulele. Yeah, yeah, And she then did. gaslit all of us yeah, by yeah, saying... Yeah. Yeah. All aboard. The toxic <laughs> gossip train. Getting into manipulation station. I, I cannot get over manipulation station, by yeah. the way. I, I bet can't. she was like, that's a killer rhyme. No, she was like, sitting there writing it. When she wrote that, she was like, fuck yeah, dude. No, she was like, bars, bars, <laughs> bars. This is a tight 16 right yeah. here. Oh, I got this. Oh, my God. Killing it. But yeah. It's, practiced, rehearsed, the, practiced, rehearsed, and recorded. The thing that has also been made more clear to me as with her situation and a few other YouTubers, mm-hmm. you know, you and I are 39. We still think of ourselves as younger. Yeah. You know, we don't think of ourselves as Except when I wake old... up in the morning and my neck hurts because I slept wrong. Yeah. Well, That's we don't... not young shit. Yeah. We don't feel old fuddy-duddies, right? Yeah. Uh, you know, we still rock and roll. We know what dragon dicks are, right? <laughs> yeah. You know? I want you to think you about- When you just said it, I pictured dragging dicks. No. And I was like, wait, what? No, and then you're like, dragon dragging. dicks. Got it, got it. Uh, you know, we knew, we know these things and we've been on the internet a long time, but like now seeing adults, you know, mm-hmm. 24, 25 year olds who were like, I grew up watching Miranda Sings. Mm-hmm. Or I grew up watching Jake Paul. These different people that we've talked about on the show or all these different things on the effects that, that they've had in culture to people. Like when, when Miranda Sings first popped up, it was, she was just on YouTube, and people would be like, oh, she's just on YouTube, right? Yeah. And it's like, yeah, eventually she gets Netflix. Eventually she'd be at like the Nickelodeon Awards. But the, it was a thing that I kept thinking about, which is, you know, before when you had – if you go back to like the 50s or 60s, right? Like mm-hmm. I was talking to my dad about it. Captain Kangaroo, right? Okay. This is really throwbacks. No, no, no. But for kids, right? Mm-hmm. You had Mr. Rogers. You had Captain Kangaroo. There was a whole organization of people – behind this figurehead for kids. Yeah. You know, for Mickey Mouse, there's the entire Disney Corporation. For all these, Bozo the Clown, all these different people who are entertaining kids throughout the day. Yeah. The YouTubers, you were like, oh, they're just some weirdo. 
and it was just fine because it was just some weirdo. And yeah, they might have had a small team, but like while Google was broadcasting them, Google had nothing else to do with them besides yeah. allowing the web space. Yeah. And then it was like, okay, we're going to put the kids tab on it. And then people could just sit there and watch it and they would just hand it to their kids. And then we've never really thought about what that not, – not so much what that effect would have. Mm-hmm. But, like, for us, we're like, oh, well, you know, Miranda Sings. That's not, like, Britney Spears. And for some – for that one guy, Adam, yeah, that was his Britney Spears. Yeah. That's crazy. Adam's response to the ukulele <sighs> video was incredible. So good. If you, if you haven't watched it, if you haven't seen it on the internet – don't go give her a view. Okay, don't give her a view. She doesn't deserve honestly, it. Honestly, you don't need to because so many people have ripped this thing yeah. to shreds. But if you want to watch it, go to Adam McIntyre's uh, YouTube channel and watch his ukulele reaction to her ukulele video. Incredible. The The internet is an insane place in 2023. It's never been normal. I love it. Also, the other thing that literally came out today, because again, this everything is just unfolding so rapidly, that there was a young woman named April, April Corto. I can't say I can't say her last name. It's Q U I O H. I will say that wrong. So April was a writer on the Netflix show Haters Back Off. Okay. Okay. And she just released um, an article. What's that thing the journalists do now where they they write on their – because, like, it's like – Substack. Substack. She wrote an article on Substack, I think, and um, about her experience working on, on Haters Back Off on Netflix as a writer for okay. Miranda Sings. Or, I'm sorry, Colleen. And Colleen. Co- Colleen. That doesn't make any sense. It's like a colon. Um so I just pulled a, one of the worst quotes that she wrote. Um, it says, I was in those meetings that I had to document Colleen's insistence that we use limited people of color background actors as the show took place in Washington and having them just randomly there would be distracting, in quotes. I took note as Colleen was shown an Asian food market that would be redressed as a bodega for the show and watched her disgust as she demanded assurance that all the, in her quotes, Asian shit would be removed before filming. I sat patiently as the powers that be expressed concern that the entire main cast for the show was white and silently prayed that since someone with actual say had spoken up that things might change and i took note yet again as colleen assured them that they only casted the best person for each role and that it wasn't her fault that all the people ended up being white the toxic gossip train choo-choo so yeah these things are still happening yeah it's gonna keep going we we aren't this this can't become no, we're a not, Colleen Ballinger podcast. No, that's the last update that we're going to do on her. I also you have an this, update. You say this, something fucking insane no, happened, and no, I'm going to need to talk no, about it. No, because we're going to hold off on it. We're mm-hmm. going to hold off on it. We're going to put a moratorium on her. Oh, put okay. a pin in it. We'll come back to her <laughs> All right, if at necessary. some point in the near future. Okay? Yeah, okay. All right. What's your update? Uh, my update's on Pat Robertson. Still dead. That is true. Yeah, what's the update? Dude's still dead. Okay, so you know how the Supreme Court mm-hmm. had the 303 creative decision yeah uh so for those of you guys who don't know the supreme court sat down and uh adjudicated a made-up case which they've yes. never done before mm-hmm. where a woman who was pretending to be a web designer yep. you can go to her website she is not a web designer nope, made it up claimed that gay men 
were asking her to make a wedding website. Nope. They were not. They never did not, happened. Never happened. The person she claimed whose information she put in the original docket is not only not gay, mm-hmm. also never asked her for stuff. So some she stole someone's identity. Yeah. Um. Anyway, they ran it all the way to the Supreme Court. The Supreme Court said you, you do not have to be forced to make gay websites. So creative people do not have to be compelled Mm -hmm. to make gay messaging yep um the lawyer this is where the pat robertson part comes in oh okay the lawyer who brought that case Mm -hmm. is named Kristen wagoner yep uh she is a constitutional lawyer she also from colorado um Maybe you guys might remember the the cake one where you can't be forced to make a gay wedding cake. Yeah, you can't make gay cake. Yeah, because that was that's what that was the principle they're building the yeah. three hundred three creative decision on. So eventually, you know, we can have gay bathrooms and straight bathrooms. Mm-hmm. Um, she also argued that in front of the Supreme Court. Okay, great. So this lady just really homophobic. Kristen is part of the Alliance Defending Freedom. Wait a minute. Which is an organization that was founded by uh, James Dobson and the Focus and the Family organization. Mm-hmm. But Kristen got her legal training. Let me guess. Regent University founded by Pat Robertson. Mm. So they just know that this is a series of grifts stacked on top of each other all the way to the Supreme Court. To remove everyone's civil rights. Yes. So even though Pat Robertson is dead. He's still haunting us from the grave. Yes. God damn it. Because he is eternal in Christ. Oh, my God. So with that, that's our updates. That's our announcements. That's oh, our hey hunts. What a time. We are now going to go into the actual episode. Yeah. Episode Fuck. episode 25. Yeah. Today, we are going to be covering the ups and downs, the trials and pitfalls of Hillsong. Pearl mania, Pearl mania, Pearl mania, Pearl mania. 500. Nice. Yeah. So yeah, uh, on the poll we did, well, the poll that was listed for me, the second runner-up was Hillsong. Yes. And uh, I didn't know nothing about no Hillsong. Mm-hmm. Okay. Can I hit this button right here? The no Nazis button? Ah, probably not. I don't I wouldn't do it. Because it's not a guarantee. Yeah, I can't guarantee anything. Okay. Um, so here's the thing. Here's what happened. As we were just talking about, we have weird, busy, weird lives. And I had a weird, busy, weird week. Um, without giving out too much information, a family member of mine passed away. So I was doing a lot of driving back and forth to see my family and support them and do all the things that happen when that happens in your family. And so I was pretty limited on research abilities. Like I didn't have my nights free and I was just on the road a lot. So I decided that what I would do is try to immerse myself in the information via podcast. Okay. So a very meta experience, listening to podcasts to then do a podcast. Okay. Um, because I was like, I don't know anything about Hillsong. I, I know that a Hulu thing came out about it and everybody was talking about it. But I had no concept other than, like, I think I remember Chris Evans, the worst Chris of them all. Not Chris Evans. No. Yeah, Chris Evans. He's the bad one that I don't like. No, Chris Pratt. Chris Pratt, right. How fucking dare you? Guys, this is the last episode. This is the last episode of Pro Mania 500. Wow. Captain America, Christopher Jamal Evans, you just said. I did No, oh my God, I messed up because Christopher Jamal Evans is my favorite Chris. Yeah. 
He's my favorite. It goes Chris Evans. Yours is Chris Pine. Yeah. Chris Pine's your favorite. No, they're equal. Chris Evans and Chris Pine are equal to me, but like I feel like Chris Pine deserves more props. No way. Because listen, Chris Evans is like beautiful. I know. Chris Pine, he's handsome, Mm -hmm. but it could go wrong at any time. Yeah. And he picks some weird fucking roles. Yeah. Remember Harry Styles spit on him. Yeah, that was weird. Yeah, that whole love, situation. I, I know there's got to be an NDA, but I would love for him Listen, to break it and tell us what happened on that, that fucking set. That whole situation for the Chris's, right? Yeah. For Chris Pine, mm-hmm. insane. Yep. All right? Chris Evans was two Marvel characters. He was Captain America and he was Human Torch. Yeah. What other Chris's is there besides Pratt? Uh, oh Hemsworth the he- I don't they're boring it's fine whatever look listen he's got muscles who cares but not like Chris Evans muscles yeah Chris Evans anyway, muscles anyway what I meant to say make is you feel safe. Hill, all, all I thought was Hillsong was Chris Pratt yes and I didn't I was like he's the worst one yeah what do I care so I had known nothing about them so on my drives to and from Philadelphia this week I was listening to podcasts about Hillsong to try to like gather as much information before I did like online research and you know, that was an experience. And I don't want to talk shit on other podcasts. I'm not going to do that. Okay. But I'm going to say, there, like, there are certain kinds of podcasts that I don't like. Mm-hmm. And like, there's something about like this like very specific true crimey podcast where like they're trying so hard to have, in air quotes, journalistic integrity. And they add all these like sound bites. Like... They, they make the sound of them opening the door to oh, go ask yeah. Angela, Angela, did you get the research? And then you hear the sound of the book opening, and then she's like, I have it right here. Let's read it together. Yes. And it I was it was such, I was like, oh, my God. They're How very, am I going to get through five of these? It's this American life brain. Yes. And it was driving me Hold on. fucking insane. Real quick. Yeah. Can, I want to hit the, the be all end all of our journalistic integrity. You yeah. ready for it? Allegedly. There it is. All right. That's, that's it. all we got. That's, 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 that's as far so as we can be as journalists. I listened to a few of them because I really couldn't take the fake thing that everybody's trying to do where they're all trying to make themselves this very specific type of true crime podcast. And it was driving me nuts. But so I listened to some of the information and then I went online and just did a deep dive. Okay. Okay. And here's the thing. I'm going to say this up front. As I said this at the end of the last episode is I don't want our podcast to be a, just a religion bashing podcast. Yeah. I, that's not my vibe. I was like, oh man, this is another religion podcast. And as I'm reading it, I'm like, this is just another, another is the same. It's just a different, it's a different uh, it's a cult in a different font, basically. It's okay. an Australian accent. That's it. That's, that's so, the difference? It's just Australian? It's, a, it's, it's the same thing we've been talking about, but in Australian. So most of the information, I, I strayed away. This has happened to us before, where I start doing the deep dive. I get kind of like, whatever. And then I just kind of veer off into a weird uh, sidebar. Think, can I tell you something? Yeah. That's what the people like. Okay. Because no, my people, brain went really crazy on a this lot, one. Listen, a lot of people have messaged us over the, the last few months and have told us, TikTok diagnosed me with ADD. <laughs> Your podcast is the only way I can, I can take information. Yeah, because I, I couldn't focus on this. So here's my question. Yeah. Will this podcast end up on Beaver Island? Maybe. <laughs> it's, it's like, it feels like it's going to go that direction. Because this is going to be very close to that one. Okay. It's going to feel like that, I think. Um, okay. So anyway, here's the thing. Hillsong. Okay. This all started, like I said, in Australia. In 1983, Brian Houston 
founded Hillsong in 1983. It was a non-denominational Christian church. Um, it was originally called the Hills Christian Life Center, and it was in the suburbs of Sydney, Australia. Okay. He was inspired by his father, Frank Houston, who was also a pastor who had founded the Sydney Christian Life Center. Um, and later they would merge, uh, Frank and his son, Brian, would merge the two churches together, and that created Hillsong. Okay. Okay, so father-son duo, everybody's a pastor. So I get the hill from the one. Where's the song come from? Oh. Oh, we're going to get into that. All right. Don't you worry. Okay. Okay, so Hillsong was incredibly successful in okay. Australia. Hillsong is evangelical Pentecostal. Okay. okay. That's the whole thing. Yep. Um, they go crazy in Australia because Australia is like, they, for some reason, they're like, yes, we like what you guys are doing. Yeah. And one thing that they're doing is music. Hillsong oh. is all about music. It's almost like going to a live concert. Okay. And okay. by almost, I mean, it 100% is a little bit of talking and mostly music. Okay? okay. And so this is incredibly successful. People love it because there's something we've talked about before is that sometimes it seems that people don't know the difference between enjoying religion and enjoying a concert. <laughs> yeah. It's that it, there's a saying, there's like a psychological saying about, it. I don't remember the term, in yeah, front of it, but there happens. is a thing about when you're in that communal experience with the music and the lights and fireworks, mm -hmm. all those different things. If back in the, 1400s the only time you could have that experience would be at a catholic church yeah in europe mm -hmm. rarely would you have a moment or then you know when you go back to tribes and stuff like that it was only during specific times it was during the solstice during these things so you would feel this communion with the world and your community and all these different things and so people confuse that with religion yeah and then you take some LSD and you go to a Mo concert, you know, no and you're seven. like, oh, my God, there is no God. Oh, but hear me out. Baby metal. Oh. I'm saying. I, we, you know what? There's I just want to go see baby metal. Okay. okay. Anyway, that's my religion, baby metal. So Hillsong is incredibly successful, like I said. Yes. That To the point where, like, they have, like, a football stadium-sized um, – I mean, it's actually a venue. Like – they don't even call them religious centers, really. It's a fucking venue. It's an arena. It's a stadium arena. Yeah. And they, at the height of when Hillsong was most popular, like 2016, they were filling it up for five services a day. Five one-hour services a day, over 100,000 people. Jesus. Packing this fucking shit out, okay? In Australia? In Australia. Huge. Also, like... A lot of people in the Australian that were like powerful in Australia, like government officials, yeah, yeah. MPs, start coming to Hillsong. So like they're building up notoriety, yeah. they're building up connections, this connection, all this stuff. And Hillsong expands. They expand relatively quickly. Like if they were, um, if they were like a fast food chain, we'd be like, guys, you shouldn't expand that quick. <laughs> You're gonna need to roll this back in a few years. You've, yeah. all, you've overdone it. But that's not what happened. They were really successful. They were in Kiev. They went to South um, Africa. They are in over 30 countries. Okay. And the, they translated all their music into whatever language. They found charismatic pastors that spoke the language. And they just built up Hillsong in every country possible. Okay. Okay. So You get to go to a concert every Sunday. I'm going to focus on America. 
USA, USA. You know why? Because I'm a goddamn patriot. Yeah. Okay. Get off my lawn. My apologies to our Canadian Australian <laughs> listeners, uh, but I know that you exist because you your money comes through in Patreon. <laughs> oh my god! In those denominations. So in 2010. Um, that's when they opened the New York City location. Okay. Which is considered wild. So, okay, there's like all this back history with Pentecostal evangelical churches, right? In which like they all know. They all know how to make these things work. They all know how to be successful and get the people. And one of the things that Pentecostal evangelicals don't do is they don't go to New York. Yeah. They're like, you don't ever, it doesn't work. No, because that's tried. Vince McMahon's territory. Yeah, they're like, This not- is the old territory system. You're going to walk in Vinnie Mac's fucking yeah. backyard? So they're if like, If anyone's filling up Madison Square Garden on any weekend he wants, it's going to be Vincent Kennedy McMahon and the WWE. Mm-hmm. You can't come up here with your Jesus book when I got John Cena on cue, brother. Okay. So. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. Okay. I don't know what to say to that. Well, I mean, there's, um, there's a big part of it is because first thing you can't you can't live in New York and then still be like there is a God. Like it doesn't work that way. Once I mean, it, if God w- exists, He's definitely there, causing but, a rabble ruckus. Well, definitely. What I'm saying is like once a once a large rat also, crawls across your face, makes me believe in God. Yeah, but once a once a large rat crawls across your face when you're paying eighteen hundred dollars a month for a, a bedroom inside with four roommates. Yeah. To live in Bed-Stuy? Like, I feel like there is no God. Um, <laughs> okay. So, I'm I'm just letting you know, they moved to New York City. It's a big okay. deal. Every, every, all the other Pentecostals that are all watching this, all the other pastors, yeah. all the other churches that watch this are like, that's crazy. Yeah. That's never going to work. Because that's Babylon. So, here's the thing. The church's rapid growth is credited to the casual, secular-style pastors. Okay. The pastors wear shredded jeans, leather jackets, mm-hmm. and instead of preaching like more traditionally, it's like I watched the videos. It's literally like being at a Kings of Leon concert. That's what they look like. That's the aesthetic. It's the Kings of Leon. Oh, no. So the these church services outside of Australia, where they're building them up all over the world and New York, is they're, they're doing them in nightclubs. Okay, so they're renting out nightclubs and they're putting on productions of Hillsong services. Oh. But it's really just, you know, it's a 30-minute music set with a lead-in about Jesus and a closing about Jesus. But it's mostly music. It's mostly a light show. There's dancers. There's this charismatic, in air quotes, handsome guy that comes out in a leather jacket and cuff jeans. And he's cool. He's young, just like you guys. Yeah. We're not like those other churches. And he's not. We're hip. And he's not probably pushing Jesus as hard. He's probably pushing more of just like the, I bet you feel like alone in your life. Mm-hmm. It's a lot. They, they do push Jesus hard. I'll say this. But they push this idea of Jesus. As a helper? As like, he's our guy. Okay. They'll like, they'll have Je- the name Jesus plastered behind them. Yeah. But like. It's like Jesus wants you to be rich. Oh, it's prosperity gospel. It's prosperity gospel, baby. Oh fuck. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's always prosperity gospel. It's prosperity God. gospel. So they're like, Jesus wants you to be successful and rich, and we're gonna help you do it. And if you can get two of your friends to come to the next concert, <laughs> then you will get into double heaven. Yeah. So here's the thing. Jesus wants you in my downline. <laughs> <laughs> the Hillsong music. Yeah. Is like a thing. 
You know what? Hold on, real okay, quick. Go ahead. I just just because I have ahead. a cartoon in my head. Go for it. It's a one panel, like a far side comic. Mm-hmm. Jesus on the cross. Yep. That Roman soldier is stabbing him with the spear of Longinus. Yep. Right. And Jesus looks at him and goes, "Hey, hon. That's it. That's <laughs> <laughs> just yeah. I love that. Okay, okay. So here's the thing. Hillsong. Yeah. The music. Like I'm, I'm really pushing that this music is the thing, right? And funny story, when I was at um, part of the funeral services this week, uh, I was talking to a family member, and they're like, oh, what are you doing? I was like, oh, when I get home, I'm going to like do some more research for the podcast tonight because I have a couple hours. And they're like, oh, what are you doing? And I was like, oh, I'm, I'm researching this uh, church called Hillsong. And this family member was like, oh, my God, I love their music. They're the best. And I was like, wait, what? And I was like, that, that's weird because like this person – this person in the middle of Philadelphia, you would not expect yeah. to be like Hills, Australian rock and roll religious music. Yeah. But here's the thing. Hillsong music is stupid popular to the point where as I was researching it, I'm like, I'm an idiot for have never heard it. Like, I must be living under a rock because they have over 40 albums. 40? Okay? 40 albums. Four zero. Four zero. They have uh, won Grammys. Grammy-winning Hillsong music, okay? They've made... Now, this is what they put on their taxes, and that's something we'll talk about later. This is what they put on their taxes. In one year... uh, Well, actually, I think it was two years of their music alone. I'm not talking about tithing. I'm not talking about anything else they're doing. The music, the CD sales, the... Streaming. The printed, no, yeah. the printed out versions of the songs. So, like, you can get... So that other people can play it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. $109 million in sales. In one and a half years, based on the tax records. What the fuck? The music. How is good is thing. this music? I it's not. I didn't really dig it. I was like, this. Okay, like, wait, wait. I got a question. Emo, like emo. Uh, no, rock. I got a question. I, I got a question. Yeah. I think we might have heard Hillsong. How? Do you remember we went to a grocery store around Easter? Mm-hmm. And you and I got. We were like, we got some food. It was a Wegman's. Yeah. We got some food. Yeah. And we were sitting to the side. And there was oh, that one that guy manager. On the laptop. Yeah, and he was playing on a Bluetooth speaker. Uh-huh. And it was just on repeat of just like, he will save us. Yes, probably. He that. will save. And it was just like the so same. It was monotonous and it was so loud. And I was like, this is a Wegman's service. Yeah, but also it was Passover. That day was fucking Passover. Yeah. And the dude's bumping yeah. Jesus music. And I'm like, dude, why are you even here then if you're so religious? But he was like redoing the schedule for the entire yeah, I think grocery store. He was store. the manager of the grocery store. Yeah. Which again, still, if you're the manager of the grocery store, pumping religious music while you're doing people's schedules clearly is a violation. But I think that was like Hillsong. I think it's just that general kind of like praise. I don't know. It probably. I listened to some of it. It just sounded like what I've always pictured it to sound like. Okay. Well, when we take a break, we'll we'll Because we'll I don't want to play it on the podcast because that's how we no. get like content. Struck. No. And I don't want to play it on the podcast because all those goddamn podcasts I was listening to, they kept blasting it, but their sound wasn't good. So I was like driving and all of a sudden I was like blasted with Hillsong, but it was like really shortcut. Oh my God, what a nightmare. Yeah. So here's the other thing about the music. Like I said, the sheet music and the lyrics and all of that that they're selling is really important because what happens is across America – Across the world, every other evangelical, Pentecostal, Christian, whatever church is buying the Hillsong music 
because and so that they can play it during their masses to keep to their keep, keep their, their people from going to Hillsong because all their congregants are starting to leave to go to Hillsong because they they love it so much it's so entertaining it's like it's this whole thing so they're like we have to play Hillsong to keep our people here is this like that church that I saw around Christmas that, that was on TikTok where they have like they have this big Christmas or maybe it's Easter like play mm-hmm. that they do. That's a big musical production. Probably. And I there's know. the dude swinging through the sky. Because yes. yes. so that, that isn't Hillsong, but that's mm. that's like the competition of Hillsong. You have to have yeah. flying drummers. Yeah. And like sparklers shooting. I would think that there is, based on some of the information we'll go through, I think that that is something that they would do. Very that. Very, yeah, yeah, very yeah. that. So again, the music is the key. The music is the thing they're selling, along with Jesus in quotes. Here's my question. Yeah. Since you've heard some Hillsong, mm. go ahead and let me know right now. What would you rather me play in the car? Nothing but Paramore or a one Hillsong album? Paramore for life. Thank you. All right, we can stay married. Okay. Um, so the other thing Hillsong has, you're going to love this because, again, this is when I was doing this and I was going a little crazy because I was like, this is all just the same fucking shit. They have a college. Just like fucking Pat Robinson, oh, there's a goddamn college. Of course. And so Hillsong College, which is in Australia, is kind of like, was I was, as I was reading accounts of people that went there, it seemed like it's a farm system for pastors. So oh, like, yeah, 100%. They're, that, they're that farming, because it's like, there's a big music, it's a music college, but it has all the other stuff too. Yeah. But they have big focus on music, and um, they're they have like all these classes, you know, about public speaking. And so they're really trying to find the charismatic people. And if you're, if you aren't super charismatic, they have classes to teach you how to be more charismatic. So they're really just like trying to find these young people, mold them into these preachers so that they can send them out to their, you know, over 30 locations across the world so they can just keep it going and then get more people to go to college. It's a whole thing. (laughs) I'm so mad. Yeah. No, I'm so mad because here's the thing is like I've sat down and, and like said to people that like this is how you do it. And the people yeah. are like, You're an evil asshole. And then I'm like, No, see, this is the quote unquote good guys. Yeah, this is this the is, good guys. Listen, this is the worst Chris's favorite thing. Yeah. <laughs> so So you know what's crazy when I was watching because again I, I listened to the podcast and I was like that's not great so then I was doing like online research and then I was like let me watch a couple TikToks you know see if anybody has any good Hillsong TikToks and you know what was the craziest thing I don't know if you know there's this TikTok gal her name's Elise she's brown really curly hair she's very funny okay but she I think her name's Elise she was she had shared TikToks that she had accidentally gone to the Hillsong school she like thought she was going to a music college. She was born out in, you know, I think the western part of the United States. She signed up to f- go to Australia. She thought it was this great opportunity to go to a music college because she played like Wait, viola think, or something. I think I saw that one a while ago. Yeah, she was she like played viola, so she wanted to go to this college. Yeah. And then she gets there and she realizes, oh shit, this is like a cult evangelical college focused on religion that has a lot of fucking rules about sex and all yeah. this shit. Did she have to pay to be there too on top yeah, of it? That's so fucking there. crazy. You're a Christian college. You yeah. should be free. You should be free. Um, but so, and then like, I guess in her TikTok, she's talking about how she 
never wanted to admit to her friends or family that she had made a mistake because I guess when she was <laughs> when she was going, she was like, fuck you guys, you don't know me. I'm going to do whatever I want. So she like burned every bridge on the way to Australia. And then she didn't want to admit she was wrong and that she had really fucked up. But after three years, she just had to get out and like three the- years. Yeah. Three years. It was a wild story. Oh my God. I hope- means, you know what that means though? Yeah. Right. So if she's from the Western US, mm-hmm. that meant that she came home every Christmas break. Every summer. Yeah. Probably. She probably stayed overseas. She probably stayed in Australia for like spring break and stuff like that Mm -hmm. because you don't want to fly back. But she came home at least two to three times a year. Maybe. And then still was just like, I'm just going to go back. I got to go back. I got to go back. I got to go back to the worst place I've ever fucking been in my entire life. So the other thing. (laughs) That is so funny. They didn't even get. It wasn't even their guilt. That's the thing. It wasn't even Hillsong convincing her. It was just. She, the pressure she created in her own head of her friends and family knowing that she made a mistake. Yeah. Y'all, if you take anything from this podcast, do not accidentally go to a cult college if for you do, three years. If you do, admit you're sick, nobody will be mad at you. They'll be like, oh my God, I'm so glad you got out. Yeah, Are you okay? Can, can I, I come d- over for ZD? Yeah. Oh my God, come over for ZD. Yeah, they I, don't have ZD in Australia. They don't? Oh my God. I don't, I'm assuming. I've, n- I've never been. I. We should make a ZD. Listen, the last time I said that Australia didn't have bananas and I was proven you wrong. You were proven very wrong. Very wrong. Incredibly wrong about the banana situation in I, Australia. I only know of one Italian in Australia and that's Mark from Auntie Donna. <laughs> and they make a big deal about how he's Italian. So yeah. I I feel like being Italian in Australia is a big deal. Maybe. I don't know. Let's watch Auntie Donna and eat ZD. Oh. Okay. So. This episode just got good. <laughs> um, the other thing that this the student Hillsong thing really brought my research into was that Hillsong loves a volunteer workforce. Okay. They love a volunteer. Every cult does. So. The students at the school uh-huh. were forced slash suggested strongly to volunteer well over 40 hours a week for Hillsong. <laughs> and so a lot of the students would have to work jobs to afford to go. And then Hillsong had like student living, especially for people that were coming from out of yeah, state. Yeah, dorms and stuff like that. No, not dorms. What? Like residential homes that Hillsong owned and then converted each bedroom into four bunk bedrooms and then would charge each person to rent there. And then they would be expected to work as a volunteer, but also have a job to pay for that rent for the bunk bed they got in the five bedroom house that Hillsong owns. Yeah. Okay. So again, uh, exploitation of labor, we're getting there. Right. And so as I was, digging into this like labor thing this volunteer in quotes situation it it's crazy and i don't know why more people aren't like talking about this specific part of it because they have thousands of volunteers so many volunteers and they're nobody's being paid everybody's literally putting in like a full-time jobs worth of hours and that's not all like monday through friday 40 hours like they're hitting like Friday to Sunday, 40 hours because what they're doing is, like I said, they're going to nightclubs. So there'll be a nightclub, like let's say Club Shampoo. That's a place that used to exist in Philadelphia. <laughs> club Shampoo, phone party Listen, night. Listen, no one has ever found Jesus in Club Shampoo. <laughs> Somebody found God there. Okay. 
So there was a dude named Jesus. Yeah, the other one. And Jesus had pills. Sixteen to enter, twenty-one to drink, baby. Ow! That always works that's, out poorly. Listen, that math: sixteen to enter, twenty-one to drink. Don't do it. Guys. That is that is how you end up. That don't do with it with a virgin pregnancy. Oh God! So listen. Here's the thing. So, like, let's say we're at Shampoo Nightclub. It's Saturday night. It's been a foam party night. I feel like Club Egypt would also work. Yeah, true. So, it's Saturday night. Foam party. Party night. Everybody's there raging till 3 a.m. Everybody leaves. The bar staff cleans up. Bouncers. Do they do the money? Everybody's out by, what, 4.30 a.m. That's yeah. how it used to work for my yeah. job, right? And so, they And they started at, like... The, the, the first, no, no, the first the first person who would get there would get there at like four or five. Yeah. And then you'd have offset hours. So you'd have some people who come in at seven to ten yeah. and stuff like that. And they were the closers and the people who opened earlier get to leave at like eleven. Yeah. We're spelling this out for I know some of you were like, yeah, duh, we've all worked hard. Some people, just so you know, some people haven't worked these types of jobs. Weird. So we want to make it clear that's like. of what these schedules will look like to So people. all the staff of the club shampoo in this scenario are out by four thirty. Mm-hmm. Right? They close it. They lock it up 4.30. The thing is, is that Hillsong has rented this venue for Sunday services. Mm-hmm. So what's going to happen is at 5 a.m., the volunteers are going to show up. It depends on what city we're in, but let's say 30 volunteers show up. Okay. And those 30 volunteers are going to go into the club, and they are going to clean the fucking shit. They're going to mop the floors. They're going to spray air freshener. They're going to cover any sexy stuff on the walls with black sheets they're gonna they wrap the atms in black sheets and um black duct tape so that there's no atms because we don't associate money come on and they're they're gonna make the floors not sticky they're gonna clean the bathrooms and you know because those bathrooms are gross they have to wipe down the couches so the couches aren't gross there's not enough cleaning in the world trust me not enough so they get there at 5 a.m and they gotta work all morning to get it clean from scrubbing toilets to setting it up, building a stage, getting AV, sound system, the lights, the microphones, putting it all together. So we got 30 staff members. This is, AV is a real no, no, fucking not staff, job. Not staff. Sorry, sorry. 30 volunteers, 30 volunteers. Unpaid volunteers. Doing the work that like people get paid thousands of dollars to do. Yes. With like AV and stuff like that. Then, you know, the, the services, the church services start, let's say the first service is at 9 a.m., Again, they're going to have multiple, maybe three, maybe five, depending on the location. Yeah. And these volunteers are going to stay there. They got to clean. They got to greet. They got to sell CDs. They got to sell T-shirts. They, they got to turn books. over the venue. They got to. Yeah. And the whole time they're greeting. Welcome to Hillsong. Welcome to Jesus. They got to greet everybody. Come stand over here. Blah, blah. So they're fully working. And this, again, could happen three days in a row, depending on what city we're talking about. Right. Mm-hmm. And then they get done at like. I don't know, 10 p.m., they got to clean it out, and then the bar staff is going to come in or whatever, right, to start the next gig. And all of that is unpaid, and then they got to wake up and go to Hillsong School the next morning. You know what I mean? Jesus. Now, some of these people that were volunteers, they weren't um, the students. Like So, like, in New York City, these are people that have full-time fucking jobs. Full-time jobs, working, and then they're also volunteering these 40-hour-plus shifts. And they're, you know, getting burned out, and they're talking to Hillsong leadership, and they're saying, I'm getting really burned out. And they're like, you just need to get closer to God. You need to find Jesus' support. You know, you're not doing it hard enough, that whole thing. What are you, 
What are you looking at over there? I was trying to see if Hill, if Hillsong had any Philadelphia events coming they, up. Not coming up. I did look. There yeah, was no, I up. wanted to see. I mean, but here's the thing. It's listed on Seat Geek. Seat Geek. Yeah, that's not good. Um, you know, anytime that you're getting involved with Live Nation mm. as a church. Yep. It's not great. It's not a church. It's an experience. Oh, okay? it's a religious experience. So, well, it's a church for IRS oh, purposes. I'm going to skip away from the volunteer exploitation, which I could do a whole episode about it because it was so crazy to read. I know. And don't start with me. I see the time, old man. I'll start with you right now. Okay. Now, this thing is we're going to get into some bummer shit again. The same kind of bummer shit that we always get into. Okay, Frank Houston. Remember the original guy, the dad? Yeah. Frank and Brian. Yeah. Frank's the dad. He was the original pastor at the original church. In 1999, Frank Houston faced allegations of sexual abuse of children. Yeah. Um, Frank admitted to one instance of abuse to his son, Brian. He eventually admitted to in court, but claimed no memory of the others. Before dying in 2004. To date, there are 13 alleged victims and survivors of Frank Houston, according to to the information that's out there. Here's the thing. Brian, the son, never reported sexual abuse. So his father did come to him and say, hey, this happened. I did this. Because, like, people were starting to come to them and be like, guys, this happened. And they were trying to bury it. And Brian knew, but he never reported it to anybody. Yeah. Especially not the police or local government, right? So... Brian concealed all the information about his father's uh, sexual abuse of children. And because of that, he was forced to resign from Hillsong in 2022. Yep. So very recently. I Um, do remember hearing about that because that was around the same time. And with like, I think with the Hulu documentary and a few other things that have come out about Hillsong, that is a big thing they focus on Mm -hmm. because they're like, oh, look, you know, even again, it's children. But it goes underneath the old tried and true of sex scandal. Yeah. Meanwhile, you're like, the volunteer abuse alone yeah. is terrible. Yeah. The I mean, just the abuse of trust that these people are are taking on. Yeah. You know, but having someone volunteer for this way that they can be one with the church, one with God, all these different things. You're like, great. Can you clean the cum couch before yeah. people come in to hear this couch or go clean all the cocaine the residue out of the bathroom? Thanks yeah. so much. Hi, you want to be one with Christ? You got to clean the urinal pucks. And then can you sell $109 million worth of CDs, but you're not going to get paid in any meaningful not in any way. way. Thank you so much. We did get you a box lunch. It's $15. Yeah. Oh my God. There was a whole thing about how like, whatever. They didn't pay was, for lunch? No, like, the, no, they didn't. But like, they would have like the volunteer of the month, you know, like yeah, that yeah. whole thing that yeah. all corporate places do too. Like, oh my God, you did best so that you get like some dumb shit like a pizza. Yeah. They would get a jar of Nutella. I'm not even fucking kidding. That's one, it? One jar of Nutella. I can get that with my job money. Yeah, my job money gives me <laughs> yeah. that. Yeah. It's not like, that's the thing. Okay, say what you will about, was who was it, Sally Mae? Yeah. Who's the one that, was that the pink car? No, that's Mary Kay. Mary Kay. Yeah, Sally Mae is the loan people. Oh, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> fuck that, yes. <laughs> fuck that bitch. Okay, yeah, fuck Sally, all right? But Mary Kay. Yeah. Say what you will. A pink Cadillac. Pretty cool. You can't get that on your own. Like, if you're going to be offering a gift, get me something that I can't afford. Yeah. A a single jar. One jar of Nutella. One jar. You're the best at scrubbing the cum off the cushions. (laughs) A jar of Nutella for you, Brad. 
You, no one wraps an ATM that has been used to buy, that only serves $10 bills because the people who drink here are broke. Yep, yep, yep. <laughs> Do you want to take a little break? Because I see we're at the hour. Yeah, let's go ahead and take a little break so that way I can listen to some Hillsong music. I want to know what I need to okay, know what is pulling these gonna people do in. It. We're going to go on a break. We're going to listen to some Hillsong music. Yes. Okay. And then when we come back, we'll be broken people. All right. We did it. I'm not well. I am not well. We just hold on. Let me pull it back up. We found the the top forty greatest Hillsong songs. Mm-hmm. And I quickly clipped through nine of them. Yep. Because they are all the same song. Yeah. It is the same song over and over again. And I was struck by so many things immediately. Yeah. I completely get why people get into it. Yeah. It's compelling. No, it's definitely compelling. Yeah. But it's the same song. Oh, yeah. 40 yeah. times. The first thing that struck me is um, the band is different in every video. Yeah. Because like you said, they churn them through. This is Menudo. Yeah, they churn the singers and all the musicians through the college. Yeah, yeah, I was saying that. But yeah. then they also, like, they'll get their hit. And they're like, great, now fuck off. Yeah, We're going to get another also, one. Yeah, like, when you're looking at these videos, like, there's so many people in the audience. They all know the words. Well, Everybody's buying this and, like, singing. And, like, this is crazy because you're building rock stars. Well, now, here's the thing. They all know the words from one reason and one reason only. What's that? They're they're showing the words on the screen. Yeah, there's that actually else. has been a big thing since um, digital projectors. Mm-hmm. So years and years and years and years ago, I was tricked on going into a Young Life uh, campus, a Young oh, Life ski trip. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Do you know what that is? I know what Young Life is. I believe. Yeah. Well, for our listeners who don't, uh, Young Life is a Christian organization that is trying to like get teens into Jesus. It's non-denominational for mm-hmm. the most part, but it has that Pentecostal evangelical feel. Did those people that try that tricked you into going to there know you were Jewish? That's why they tricked me. Oh. I was told by a kid at my high school. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was like, "Hey, man, I, you know," because he was literally given a script. Yeah. To trick other kids to go on this stuff. Oh. And he was like, hey, you know, and I didn't have a lot of friends in high school. Like I had some, but it was like, you know, very small. I think I had like three or four friends. I didn't feel like super popular. Yeah. So when this kid who was like kind of cool, I think he played soccer and stuff like that was like, oh, you know, I think it'd be really cool if you came on the ski trip, like with this organization. And I was like, oh, that sounds great. Yeah, cool. And I talked to my dad about it. And my dad was like, yeah, sure, whatever. You're going like it sounds like it's a bunch of kids and they they're it sounds like they're insured and bonded type of deal. Like yeah. it seems safe. It's a ski trip. And I went there, and when I got there, it was this. It was this. Yeah. It was a lot of literally. They put us in a small auditorium where they kept playing Creed. Oh my god! And then they would put Creed lyrics on the screen. Oh no! And then they were like, they had like youth pastors who came out and they dressed like this, mm-hmm. where they're trying to be cool. So it's like, they, it's like I'm not, I'm not like your daddy's preacher. I wear plaid shirts, yeah. and I was like, what the fuck? And this is 2002. Mm-hmm. Um. So it was very much that, you know, hey, you know, there's, I know you guys are feeling sad, but there's a guy who also felt sad once and his name was Jesus Christ. And you're like, fuck. And the moment I will always, there's two things I'll always remember is number one is they tried so desperately to still seem cool to the kids Mm -hmm. that even though this was a young life, a youth group for kids, basically for high school kids. So 14 to 18, Mm -hmm. they had a smoking area. Okay. Because they're like, we don't. We prefer you don't smoke, but we're not going to harsh your mellow if you do. Yeah. So there's just an area we'd like you. If you are going to smoke, please go to that area. Like with like a butt stopper and everything. Yeah. And like all the kids who were over there were like emo kids who were forced to go there by their parents. And they were all smoking. And I was like, that's crazy. 
Like, this, no other organization, when I did karate, when I did soccer, when anything else I did with secular education would mm-hmm. be like, it's okay to smoke. Just go over there. We'll for, we, you're a sinner, but we'll forgive you. And I was yeah. like, that felt, I was like, that's manipulation. At fucking like 16, I knew that was manipulation. Yeah. The second thing was there was this moment with uh, the youth pastor comes in and he's like, here's what we're going to do. Because it's in the Poconos. Yeah. We're in the snow. Like we're on the side of a fucking mountain. And it's been snowing. It was like a really bad snowy season. Yeah. They're like, I want all of you to go outside and commune with God. And it's cold as shit. And I go outside. And I got, you know, I got like a medium jacket on. It's nothing like crazy. Yeah. Because I was like, we're going to be inside. I don't need to bring a snowsuit. So I trudge out into like two and a half feet of snow. I'm watching other kids like walking out into the woods. Like people are going far. Yeah. And it's like a hundred kids. I think I walked maybe 15 feet from the front door. And I'm standing in the snow, and I wait, and I look up, and I go, hey, God, are you inside too? Oh, really? Great. I'll finish it in there. And I just turn to walk back. They're like, you're not done speaking to God. I'm like, I talked to God. He said he's indoors. He said the heat's on, and you're wasting it. Yep. And they were like, what the fuck? And then right then, they were like, we got to stop inviting Jewish kids. (laughs) (laughs) So, But yeah, watching through this, because they do the same thing. One of the big things that they're doing is the lyrics are on the screens because they yep. want you to sing along because part of that communal feel, there is something very powerful of being in a crowd and singing along. Your 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 body hits a harmony. Mm-hmm. Everyone's body's hitting the same harmony. Everyone is, is you, you there's a frequency that goes through yeah. a crowd. But like I can get that same feeling watching an Irish boxer come to the ring as zombie plays by the Cranberries. Hell yeah, dude. There is a great video. It was this female MMA fighters coming coming to the ring, mm-hmm. and they're playing the Cranberries. In your face, in your bump. And, like, they cut the music because they're like, okay, she's made it to the ring. And it's, like, in Ireland. Yeah. So everyone sings the rest of the song, yeah, a cappella. And it's like, that's so moving. But that was the thing with Hillsong. Yeah. Is there so it's it's driven and specifically designed to have the music drop out in the middle of the song because now the chorus has been driven into your skull. Yeah. So now you can't help but singing along to it. And now everyone's feeling that power and they think it's Jesus. And it's like, no, you there is a formula to this motherfucker. It has been studied for millennia. Yeah. And they're doing it really well. Because oh. if there's one thing we noticed from the videos, how many people are in the there's room. So many people. Yeah, it's a lot of people. And the thing is, is like, you and I, we maybe get to go to a concert, what, once or twice a year? Yeah, maybe. Because, I mean, concerts are expensive now, but also time. It's, they're always on a Tuesday. It's a whole thing. Yeah. But like, at most, we get to go have that really awesome experience twice a year mm-hmm. the people that are going to hillsong are getting this once a week if not twice a week they're getting live concerts they're getting that awesome energy that like amazing energy and adrenaline you feel when you leave a really good show yeah they're every very week. addictive so of course they're like this is fucking great yeah this is amazing but and then they're like well of course we should give hillsong all of our money well that's the, the other thing that struck me with this is there was the one song where mm-hmm. is it here oceans where my where feet may fall okay yep and this song this was the third one on the playlist Mm -hmm. and we were listening to it i'm like i know how do i know this one and i know it from fucking tiktok there it is it's a fucking tiktok song yep and then that one is a little bit newer and the thing about that one is is anyone who uses youtube regularly 
when you go and look at the the progress bar at mm-hmm. the bottom, you can see actually where people skip to. Yeah. And like where it has peaks and valleys. And so like sometimes you're you're like, what gross thing is that three minutes and 30 (laughs) seconds? But this one, it was that moment. I jumped to about the three minute, 30 second. Yeah, the singer stopped singing. The singer stopped singing. The band's playing, but the whole crowd is is singing the song. And she's like holding her hands to her chest. Oh my God, this is so, which it is. It's moving. When you can get a thousand, 10,000 people to be in unison. Like how often does that happen in our lives? Not all. Well, if you go to Hillsong once a week. Exactly. I mean, I get like, listen. that's why I'm saying it's so compelling. No, I did. This is fucking compelling and, shit. Well, this is the same thing with the Falun Gong and with a yeah. few other cults that we've talked about. Even when I said about Pat Robertson, yeah, I will never, I understand every person who I don't want to say falls for it, but who believes in this stuff yeah. and who enjoys it. It's the same thing with fucking Trump rallies. Mm-hmm. Michael Shea from um, SNL, SNL. Yeah. He pointed it out years ago in his standup. What Trump did to middle-aged white guys at his rallies was he gave them church. They came there. They stood in a field for fucking ever. They got to chant, block her up, build the wall. You feel like you're part of a movement for the first time in your life. And it's the same thing with a lot of these people. They could have been going to church, but they just let their wives and kids go and stayed home. Yeah, they stayed home because that's when NASCAR and football was on. Wow. Listen, we got to move on from this. Okay. But I, I, I just I, I just want to say that yeah. that was... And, and for the listeners, if you want to have a conversion... No, uh, go I, ahead and look uh, up some oh, Hillsong no. and you can go down to the comments where every single person says that they were baptized that morning. And now they're yep. fuck, literally every single comment mm. on this one video is like, I just was baptized and I've been listening to the song all day. And I'm wow. like, wow, okay. okay, I'm happy for you. Okay. Also leather wrist cuffs. You better every, get some. Yes. Everyone had leather wrist cuff. If you're a man, you have stubble. Yep. Your hair is slightly spiked mm-hmm. and you have leather wrist cuffs. Yep. Um, Yeah. Just, yep. Okay. So here's another thing that I found. Not related to... And a lot of plaid. Sorry, a lot of plaid. A lot of plaid. And your favorite band, Mumford & Sons, and you've never gotten over it. It all sounded like Mumford & Sons. It's just Mumford & Sons. It's just that 2010 music. It's just that. We we had it for like a minute, and we're like, this is great. And they were like, we're never letting this go. No. Stay in this. Stay here. What was the other one? Imagine Dragons? No, not Imagine Dragons. It was... um, What's it? I don't remember the name of the other Where one. Where they're sharp and the magnetic zeros, they were pretty good. Okay, wait, we got to move on. Okay. Okay. So there was another scandal that I found when I was going through Ooh. all this stuff. But it's not like, again, I understand the child abuse scandals. I understand why they're front and center. I get that. But there's all this other shit that nobody's talking about really on the podcast. I didn't watch the documentary, so I can't really comment on the documentary. Yeah. I didn't want to watch it because... I didn't want to just be like fed that specific perspective. So I was preferring to like just do the online research. Yeah. But so, you know, that if there's a nonprofit situation, I'm going to show up and I'm going to start reading paperwork. <laughs> yeah. That's one thing I'm going to do. You're going to catch me trying to find some tax records about your nonprofit. Allegedly. So, I'm just going to start hitting yeah, this one. I'm going to stay cute on this big boy. It. So, their thing is that, of course, this church starts many a little side nonprofit. Okay. okay? There, Cause that's something I'm always looking at is I'm like, so what are you doing other than singing? When are we feeding the homeless? When are we doing mm-hmm. clothing drives? When are we, you know, getting housing for people? Like there's a, I haven't even gotten into the sheer amount of money yet that these people are making the Hillsong people so much money because they're not paying any fucking volunteers. Yeah. They're not paying any goddamn labor. So they're making full profit and not paying a tax across the board. So, I'm like, what are you doing in the community to make the world better? 
That's what Christianity is supposed to be. Hard to find. Hard to find. Real. I'm going to put that out there. Mm -hmm. Other than music, real not a lot going on. Well, spreading the word of Christ. That is the only thing you really need to do in a community. I feel like I read some of Jesus stuff and he was all like, let's Well, he said said man can't be fed on on bed alone. So, yeah. So, listen to this sick guitar riff. Uh, Okay. So, one of the nonprofit scandals, one of them, that I found was they received uh, $315,000 in federal grants. Actually, wait, I got that number wrong because they received more than that. The federal grant was for $965,000 plus some change. And the grant was supposed to help them administer microloans. So do you know about microloans? Yes. Hold on real quick. Allegedly. This isn't alleged. This is paperwork. Listen, I'm hitting it about okay. me knowing microloans. No, I'm oh, kidding. Okay. No, micro so, microloans are small loans that are given to people because oftentimes banks and other institutions won't give somebody a loan for $800. Yeah. They won't give somebody a loan for $1,000 for do very basic stuff because yeah. they don't have collateral. It's not worth it. Just to do the servicing of the loan alone, to just to write up the paperwork, yeah. once you're done the interest payments on that, that actually processing that loan makes less money than hiring someone to literally fill out that paperwork for mm-hmm. the person. So a lot of the institutions will not do those things. They're also much more risky because people who need loans that are that small typically have no credit or have bad credit, which is why they like $800 can make a huge difference for them. Yeah. So this part of the nonprofit that they started, again, they reached out. This is a government grant, a federal grant from the Australian government $965,000 plus of Australian dollars. Of Australian dollars. Yep. Um, to administer microloans to the Aborigines. So okay. the whole idea was that the Aborigine community, much like the Native Americans in America, um, have a really hard time building businesses. Yes. They have a hard time because, you know, they their systems built that have been built for decades and centuries to make it so that they cannot be successful. Yes. And so the idea was. We're going to get all this funding and we're going to give out lots and lots of microloans to Aborigines people so they can start small businesses, so that they can expand on things, so they can build up this community and become self-sustaining, right? Yeah. To quote uh, what you were just saying is like, teach a man to fish, she eats all the time, right? That's the Jesus thing. I don't know. So here's the thing. He's laughing. I don't know. Here's what happened. When the money got audited, right? Okay. $315,000 was used to employ seven people on the staff. Okay. So out of this nonprofit they made, okay. there were seven employees. So a third of the money, third of the money is just going to employees. Employees seven people. Okay. Okay. Even though even though they have a volunteer workforce of thousands of people mm-hmm. that they don't pay shit that are probably working at this nonprofit too. Yeah, yeah, those seven people though, they're going to get $300,000 mm-hmm. over this period of time. Okay, that okay. was what was written down. Was, Always remember that. That was what that was, was written what's down. That was in the taxes. Okay. Because then the they did give out microloans. Okay. Six of them. Only six. Six. Six microloans were given out and they were on average about $2,800 each. Okay. That's it. Okay. 900 plus thousand dollars. And then the salaries of seven employees. So 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 to give out almost so you said average. So if I, if I do $2800 mm-hmm. and I times that by 6. Yep. That is $16,800. So the 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 federal government of Australia yep. spent 
almost a million dollars to give $17,000 to the people that they systemically destroyed through their policies over multiple centuries. Yep. Through Hillsong. It sound, it, you know what? Honestly? Yeah. Are you sure this is in America? Australian America got a lot in common. A lot in common. The only thing different is that they our... don't have they don't have the Italians. Okay, I feel like there's Italians. No, I was gonna say that America's built on uh, radical religious Puritans, and Australian was a prison camp. Yep. So it's just a different vibe. It's just yeah. a real different vibe. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so they're you know the government's currently auditing them about that. Okay. They're like, hey, um, what happened to that? But here's the thing: oh. a bunch of MPs, that's their senators, members of parliament, members yep. of parliament, um, actually wrote letters when they had applied for these. This is like writing a grant. When they were writing the grant, they needed uh, support letters. Yeah. So there were people in government that wrote the support letters, and I did find out that Hillsong was the only people. That applied for this grant. And these MPs are the ones that wrote out this grant. Oh, so it was basically just straight up a... Oh, wait, it's Australia. I don't care about being sued. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> he was going to hit the... I was going to hit the allegedly, but yeah. Yeah. No, but I mean, so basically this sounds like it was it was tailor-made yeah. for these members of the Australian Parliament mm-hmm. to be able to hand $900,000 to Hillsong, mm-hmm. claim they're doing it to, hate, to help Aboriginal people. Yep. Uh, but when reality... They're giving it to a child molester's son. Yep, there it is. And then when they got caught, the child molester's son was like, "Oh, I never mentioned to anybody. My dad was a child molester." <laughs> and then he ran away. Yep, that's uh, it. Yeah. Wait, I wrote a note here. Uh, I called them neo emo praise bands. <laughs> <laughs> that's the thing. Here's the thing. No, emo has more heart than what they put yeah, out. Yeah, that's true. I it's, also it's, wrote it's myself just, a note. I have like little sub sticky notes here. Yeah. That. This is the these are the new televangelists. It's Instagram followers instead of Pat Robinson's TV channel. No, exactly. But that's that's what struck me when I said that one song yeah. is from TikTok. It's like, yeah, no, that's how you get I mean, you don't write it's the same thing with music in general right now. I mean, we're seeing a big trend of it. People write the hook and they're just it's a ten minute hook. Yeah, you get a hook so you can get that Maybe that's why Miranda Singh's song was ten minutes. Oh my god. Maybe the toxic just, gossip train. The toxic Gossip train. Oh, we did not. We did not match that at all. Whatever. Choo choo. Getting on it. So here's the thing. To manipulation station. I want to again. I want to kind of leave the specific discussion about the Hillsong Church itself, and I okay. want to focus on America right now. Like okay. I said, I was going to, and I I kind of want to go into the pop culture shit because once I started reading the pop culture shit, my brain started exploding. Okay, go ahead. Okay, so here's the thing. Like I said earlier. When they first launched their New York location, that was in 2010, and no one thought it was going to work. Um, they had this guy, Carl Lentz. Okay, so Carl Lentz is going to be the pastor. I feel like that's what they call it. Wait, I got an I because I just don't. You didn't know where I already know stuff. Mm. Is this the Justin Bieber pastor? Yes. Okay, I know about that guy just because of the whole Justin Bieber connection. Because again, when certain stars are coming up mm-hmm. and you're trying to keep them pure for their parents, so the parents are okay with buying the CDs and pay- paying for the tickets, mm-hmm. that was one of the things is that Justin Bieber has this pastor that's very cool, but he's different, but he is still a pastor. Mm-hmm. And Justin Bieber is religious. I'm going to show you a picture of Carl Lentz. Oh, that's I remember. Like. Yeah, I knew. This is like the guy I knew. I, Hipster. I, yep. Neo Emo. 
Kings of Leon, leather jacket, fake hipster glasses. And let me tell you something. Mm. What we know now, sitting here in 2023, yeah. this man has the uh, the the face and the the entire look. Yeah. This man carries himself as in the the feeling of allegations. Okay. So Because this I actually know where this goes. <laughs> well, okay. So Lenz moves his family to Williamsburg in New York. Yep. Um he moves all of his closest and colleagues and friends into the building that they bought in Williamsburg. It was at 184 Kent Avenue, and it became known as the compound. Okay? That sounds safe. Mm-hmm. So I'm a religious leader. Come down to my compound. The I'm going to read you what their note was. The building served as a, f- a focus of church business in the city and also a site for boys' nights um, to the extent that the two differed. Pastors held exclusive late night parties and managed to make space for the models whose agencies put them up in the same building. The young men of Hillsong who had proven their loyalty, those guys were dicking down, said a former Hillsong volunteer who spent time in the building, even though Hillsong teaches that you should reserve sex strictly for marriage. They also hung out in local neighborhood bars, starting fights, getting drunk, just being hipster doofuses in Williamsburg. Gotcha. Right? Okay. So I'm getting the feeling that basically Hillsong sets up and then this is what the feeling I'm getting. Mm-hmm. And again, I'm just going to hit this Allegedly. purely speculation is that, yes, Hillsong did set up in New York, but that was really a way to then be able to bring people from the Midwest or Australia or other places that aren't in New York of now you get an, a, hey, you want to be a model? Well, Hillsong will protect you while you're being a model mm-hmm. here. And, oh, my God, look, there's this guy who's going to be the next Justin Bieber. Isn't he so nice? Don't worry. No, he just really likes powdered donuts. Like, that general <laughs> feeling is happening, okay. you know? Like, that's Allegedly. what I'm feeling and yeah. I'm speculating Speculation on. Speculation Okay. So, like I was telling you about, like, the nightclub situation, yeah. where, like, they would do the nightclubs. Apparently, when Hillsong first came to New York City, again, they don't have their own venue, so they're renting out nightclub spaces. Yeah. They were renting out gay clubs. Fuck yeah, dude. Which is interesting. Yo, honestly. As Hillsong has come out as anti-LGBTQ. Honestly, let me say something real quick. Yeah, all right. Ahead. Well, obviously, fuck Hillsong. Yeah. To those nightclub owners, fucking get that, get that bag. Get that bag. You convinced a bunch of you convinced a bunch of Christian volunteers mm-hmm. to clean your cum couches. Yep. And they paid you for the honor. Yep. Bet. Get paid. That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm so, saying. So I have here as a note, which you just said. Justin Bieber loves Carl Lentz. Yes. They are best buds. Yeah, I remember pictures of them Justin everywhere. Justin Bieber on, like, joined Hillsong in 2014. Okay. Yep. Yep. He loves it. Um, Lentz baptized Justin Bieber in NBA player Tyson Chandler's bathtub. That's a sentence. A weird thing. Great. Sure. Okay. And then, like, a few days later, Lentz had Justin stay at his home Mm -hmm. while he detoxed from Xanax for a week. Why, who detoxed? Justin Bieber. Okay. Mm Mm-hmm. How old was Justin Bieber in 2014? I don't know math. I'm going to look it up. Um, so, you know, as I was reading that about all that, I it came to my mind that if you're currently abusing Xanax, maybe your decision making is not what it should be when you're deciding to get baptized. Yeah, he was 20. He was born. Yeah, he was born in '94. And you said this old. is 2014. Well, he's a so man. He's, he's 2014. He's on Xanny bars. 
He mm-hmm. meets this cool guy who dresses like someone who has allegations. Yep. And then he hops into an NBA ba- NBA player's bathtub. Yep. And says, I found Jesus now. In the bathtub. And I'm going to lock myself at his compound. Yep. And I'm going to detox from Zanny bars. Yep. Now I'm a good person again. Back on it. Baby, baby, baby. Oh. So actually, at this same time, now here's a whole episode I could do. Selena Gomez and Justin Bieber are still together. Okay. Uh oh. Selena and Bieber are still together at this time. Okay. And they're having issues, though. They're, you know, they're. Because he's on Zanny Bars. They're having issues. So Wentz offers to do couples counseling for them. Okay. Which, again, I, as I'm reading, I'm just like, these are huge red flags. Like, you do not need to be this immersed in this person's personal relationships. This as a, quickly, too. As a pastor. And this quickly. There's like 4,000 people coming to each one, but he's, he's doing personal pastoral well, things. Well, this is the same thing with Bieber. Scientology, right? They're all mm-hmm. star fuckers. Because yeah. you need to have the stars, because if you have the stars, then more people will show up. Because yeah. nobody's going to show up because, you know, Joe Smith is there. And and somebody else isn't that the Mormon guy? No, 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 no. Joseph, That's John Smith. No, Joseph Smith. Yeah, jo- okay. I was just picked a name. Yeah, all right, maybe if name. Joe Smith had been there. All right, if Joe Smith was there, they would have been popping. Listen, all right, if 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 Johnny B. Good, uh, that's mm-hmm. probably somebody. If Randy Savage, okay, I'm all the names I'm thinking <laughs> maybe are cool you should and famous. Stop. I'll get to doing the talking. Okay. okay, so this is the thing. I put the pastors, the America pastors, into little groupings. So Wentz, he's a little grouping, right? The people that like Wentz are Justin Bieber, Selena Gomez, Kylie Jenner, Kendall Jenner, Kevin Durant, Nick Jonas, and of course Selena Gomez. They all attend his Hillsong Church. Okay. And that's crazy. That's a lot of famous people. That's a lot of famous people. You know, with the exception of Selena Gomez now. I'm not a fan of any of the rest. Like Selena Gomez now, I'm like, listen, Steve Martin said she's cool. Yeah. So I've, you know, never really had an opinion about her. I was older and she, when she was like a teen star. Yeah. She was and on now, Disney Channel, I think. Yeah, she was on Disney Channel and those things. And so when she showed up, I was like, yeah, that's like, that's just like a kid actor. Yeah. That's not, that's not made for me. Nope. Uh, I really like her with the, the show Martin Short and Steve Martin the on Hulu. Murders in the Murders building. in the building. Yeah, that was fun. Going. I feel like she's gotten, she, I feel like, I feel like you're about to walk me into something. No, no, no. I just want to let you know. That Wentz, his celebrity people yeah. are those celebrities I just gave you. Okay. okay. Who are all like very heavy Instagram famous people. Exactly. Yes. Um, okay. So now that was New York. Let's go to LA. Oh, no, I don't. <laughs> In LA, there is another Hillsong style church. Now they have a different name. It's called Zoe. Oh, I hate that. It's Zoe, but it's Zoe. Okay. And like Deschanel? Yep. Okay. It's. And that pastor, his name is Chad Veach. Oh, God. So Chad Veach looks just like Wentz, but in a different font, to make the same joke again. Yeah. Leather jackets, tight pants. Oversized glasses. Hipster glasses. Yeah, 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 the, yeah. the beanie, but a little far back. You know, uh, you, yeah, you know. yeah, it's 2014. Yeah. It's, even though we're in LA, we're going to wear yeah. a wool beanie. Now, Chad Veach, he's Chris Pratt's guy. Oh. Chris Pratt goes golfing with him. Okay. Chris Pratt's good friends with him. Um, Chad Veach's Zoe Church is actually where Catherine Schwarzenegger used to go. Well, she still goes. And that's where she met Chris Pratt. So that's okay. So Mario cheated. Mm-hmm. On, Mario from Super Mario Brothers yep. cheated on, uh, I can't remember her name from Scary Movie. 
Oh my god, she has a really good famous podcast. Yeah, she's great. I can't remember the. Is it Amy? It's not Amy. I can't remember her name. Fuck! I should have looked it up. You should have looked it up. I'm sorry. I didn't think we were going to talk about her. Because why would we not talk about her? I don't know. Because you thought this was about Chris Evans. I thought this was about Hills. Okay. Wow. I make one mistake. Yeah, and I'm I'm adding it to the list. We're up to nine mistakes in ten years of of our relate eleven years of our relationship. Wow. Wow. You know what? Anna Faris. Anna Faris. She's so good. Yeah, she's great. So Anna Faris, yeah, I don't know. That's an allegedly. I don't know if he cheated on Anna Faris, but I feel like he did. I'm not hitting that button. Fuck he that man. He feels like a scumbag for sure. Yo, knock, knock. Who's there? Not the worst Mario. Yeah. <laughs> not even the worst Chris. The worst no, Mario. it's just the worst Mario. So Chad Veach, his celebrities. Okay, because I'm keeping the celebrities. Chris Pratt. Catherine Schwarzenegger, that celebrity is loose on that one because I don't. Yeah, it's Arnold, Arnold Schwarzenegger's daughter. And then Courtney Kardashian. Okay, another Kardashian. Another Kardashian. This is Courtney. even though they have their own church. Yeah. Yeah, because yeah, you, you've covered this. I didn't. I didn't want to say it. I didn't want to say it. I was going to bring it up a little later. No, I'm bringing it up now because I've sat All through the enough Kardashians of these. Kardashians are going to Hillsong churches, but as we learned from this, the surprise Kardashian episode, the Kardashians have a church. Okay. That they founded. They founded. And that they get tax write-offs for. And that they tithe to. But they're also tithing to this church. All right, well, hold on. Wait a second. There's the allegedly. Kim's got a law degree. That was for for Kris Jenner. (laughs) That was for Kris and Kim. That's for Kris and Kim. With that law degree, We don't know what we're talking about. We're not journalists. We're making it up. Yeah. Okay, so. This is for for educational purpose. No, this is is parody. This is for humor only. Okay. So here's the thing that happened when I was reading about this is that I don't we did not cover this in the thing. But uh, when I did the Kardashians, Courtney recently got married to Travis Barker from Blake 182. Yeah. OK. Yeah. That's all it is. They had a big wedding in Italy. Uh-huh. OK. And I, I got a picture of it because I thought it was important. Because I didn't know that she was a che- I didn't know she was a Hillsong girly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because when I saw the images of this wedding. I was like Catholic because I want to show you. I'm going to show you the picture. We can put it up on Patreon. Okay. That's Catholic, right? Yeah, it's we pretty got Catholic, yeah. The, we got the Mary on her veil. Yep. There's the crying Mary there. Gold everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Red everything. Roses. Yeah. Mary holding baby Jesus. That's a statue that was in the church I grew up in. Like, they're kneeling. This is Catholic. That looks Catholic. Yeah. Very. This is Catholic cosplay because that right there, that man, that's Chad Veach. Oh. They flew in their evangelical uh, guy to do a fake Catholic wedding in Italy where the Vatican is. Yeah. Wild. I was like, that's crazy. Yeah. Why, why would they do? Like, I was just flabbergasted because when I was reading it, I was like, I remember her wedding being very Italian Catholic looking. Yeah. But it turns out it was all because she was um, doing this like Dolce and Gabbana thing and Dolce and Gabbana. Oh, so Dolce and Gabbana paid for the wedding to yeah, give it the all... aesthetic of Italianism. Mm-hmm. But she still had it be L.A. fake Australian evangelical. Exactly that. That sentence hurt. Cosplay is what I was Just thinking. Just a series of people. Listen, y'all, everyone listening right now. You're sitting somewhere in your life. You're at your job. You're, you're making driving. dragon dildos. You're, you're doing whatever it is you got to do. Mm-hmm. And you might think right now, hey, am I good enough for this? Maybe I, is there more I could do? Is there less I could do? Mm-hmm. To all your questions, the answer is yes. You could do less. 
You could do less. You could do more. Mm. You can do whatever the fuck you want. Just whatever room you walk into, just look someone dead in the eye and say, I'm supposed to be here. Yeah. And honestly, they 95% of the time, they won't tell you no. They're too scared. Everybody's too passive They're too scared. And if anyone asks, just say Chris Jenner sent you. <laughs> <laughs> so then, okay, so then my brain explodes because I'm like, this is crazy that this guy is having, a, they're having a fake Catholic wedding. Yeah. For the, for the clout of Dolce & Gabbana. Who, I mean, I could do a whole episode on Dolce Gabbana, known bigots. Yeah. They've said horrible fucking things, racist, the whole thing. Real quick, the pastor, mm. just because I, it's stuck in my head, I have to say. Go it. ahead. A lot of people mentioned that a lot of people watch Good Mythical Morning. Yeah. The pastor looks a lot like Link from Good Mythical Morning. Yeah, and it really says you like Rhett. Yeah, and it really be bugs best me. Because here's the thing is like they've ruined Link for me because mm. every time I look at him, I see Hillsong Youth Pastor. Yeah, he does. Look and like he has that energy does. to yeah. it. And I'm just like, listen, he might be a good guy. I don't know. But there's something about those giant glasses and spiky hair. Mm-hmm. It just, there's a little bit too much pomade in there. Well, you look more like Rhett. And everybody knows Rhett's very handsome. That's so what that's people say. I'd have never really watched that show. But so I just want to throw the that other out thing. There. As I was like digging into this like fake Catholic thing, because I thought that was mm-hmm. so weird, Chad Veach bought a Buddhist temple in LA. And he holds the Zoe Hillsong music stuff services in a Buddhist temple. Okay. That's just crazy. That's nuts. That's like, I'm like, I don't understand. Like, you're like, no, okay, I get I it. Don't, I get it. I don't know how to say this without being mean, but like, I can't take your, in quotes, religion seriously if you're willing to cosplay as other religions. No, I get it. That's so weird. No, let me tell you why I get it. Yeah. So a big thing, especially on the West Coast, and for a lot of people who are quote-unquote spiritual, right? Like mm-hmm. people who are like, I'm not deep into a religion. I don't – because they don't want to be Catholic. They don't want to be Episcopalian. They don't want to be Presbyterian. They don't want to be one of those stodgy religions, right? Yeah. Because those stodgy religions are always the ones that come forward, and those always have rules. Yeah. So a lot of people, the reason why they got into yoga or Buddhism or all these other things, especially in the 60s, is because those religious leaders were not here in the United States mm-hmm. or Europe or in Australia. They could – take the basic tenets and then create their own thing, right? Yeah. So there's a lot of people who take a look at like a small Buddha statue being in their home and then they can go, I'm spiritual. And that way they feel like they get a pass that keeps away their great grandma ghost that floats mm. in the back of their heads that yell, why don't you have a rosary? Yeah. That's... So what he's doing now is- Do you know is... about that ghost? Yes, I know oh, about that ghost. Yeah. I've we been with you a long sage. time. We so burn some sage on that one. So, but but what he's doing now is he's actually going back on that aesthetic. Yeah, he is now taking the Buddhist temple, and he's flipping it on its head. Well, mm-hmm. by he, I mean Hillsong in general. They're flipping yeah. it on its head and saying we're different than the other churches. We actually are tied to some ancient mysticism mm-hmm. at the same time. And again, we're non-denominational. Yeah, we're not saying you can't do all of these other things the other people are saying. Now, we might be saying that in yeah, some yeah, places. Yeah, they say it all. That's the whole thing. There's like, the we're cool. We're not like other religions. You can be gay here. Yeah. You, we're not going to talk about abortion. But once you get high enough into the Scientology levels, you find out that they're staunchly anti-gay. And There's repercussions like the volunteers and the students. Like when they found out people were LGBTQ, it was not good for them. Mm-hmm. And, you know, they, of course, donated to anti- uh, anti-abortion stuff. Like... They're just like every other church. Yeah, no, exactly. But that's but that's what I mean. That's the cover. Here's the thing I thought, and this is the note I wrote. <laughs> I wrote, this feels like very Gwen Stefani as a Harajuku girl. Ooh. 
Because that's Because that the shit thing. is bananas. B-A-N-A-N-A-S. No, because... Well, yes. But <laughs> there's this thing that Caucasian people do where they romanticize Asian cultures. All different. Buddhist, yeah. yoga, uh, the Harajuku girls. And then they dress up as them and they, they make them their Americanized or whatever version of it. And usually bastardize it at best is the yeah. nice way to say it. And so that's what I was thinking. I was like, this is just Gwen Stefani pretending to be a Harajuku girl traveling in Japan with uh, little girls dressed up. Yeah. And nobody ever talked about that. It was weird. Okay. It, it was, was weird. weird. Even then we were like, this is weird, right? I, but a lot of people but, didn't think it no, was no, weird. No, no. But the thing is, 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 I know a lot of people who thought it was weird, but Twitter wasn't as big then. Yeah. So there wasn't much of a pushback because like Mario Lopez wasn't saying anything about it on Access Hollywood. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like Entertainment Tonight wasn't saying anything. People were like, that's cool. I guess this is just what we do now. The kids seem to be fine with it. And Does it's she like, have bandu knots in? What's <laughs> going on? Yeah. Okay. So chat. Okay. Here's another thing about Chad Veach. He wrote this book called Unreasonable Hope. And his book he wrote... Wait, 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 wait. Wait, called... don't start laughing. Don't make any jokes. Okay. Just stop. I promise you. So the book's called Unreasonable Hope. And he wrote it about his daughter, whose name is Georgia, who has a disease called... Oh, I'm not going to say this right. Lishson Cephali, which is smooth brain disease. Her brain doesn't have... Her brain doesn't work the way yeah. other people's brain work. Okay. So it's a disease that will cause her a life of, of struggle, struggle and, and yeah. stuff. Okay. So Chad has this daughter. She, he has a, a few kids. And the, Georgia has this disease. And he writes this book about unreasonable hope and God's plan and, you know, all that stuff. The, like, like that, that like, uh, what is it? When people are just so toxic positivity. Yeah. That whole thing. Okay. So it's very that. But here's the thing that I thought was fucking weird. Okay, this is where it got really like tinfoil hat for me while I was like fucking reading all this shit. Is um, Justin Bieber. Okay, again, I said he was the other guy's guy. But Justin Bieber also loves Chad. He's really into all of these pastors. Okay, yeah. he loves them. Justin Bieber gets a little G tattoo on his body for Georgia. Okay. In honor of Georgia. Selena Gomez gets a G tattoo for Georgia. Okay. Haley Bieber, Ashley Benson, all these celebrities start getting little G tattoos all over their body in honor of Georgia. And I'm just like, this is really weird. Like, I understand supporting friends and family, but like, there's something about branding yourself with the first initial of a, a child that's sick that's your pastor. I don't know. It just really freaked me out. It's giving Nexium. Yes. And it's like, I don't know. I, the thing is that like when I first started reading it is because the gossip people, the gossip rags that always like to talk about how Haley Bieber and Selena like, Gomez yeah, yeah, hate yeah. each other. And the, the running thing is that Haley Bieber is like Selena Gomez is single white woman. Like everything Selena does, Haley does. Yeah. She's obsessed with her because she wants to like put wear her skin so Justin will love her more. That's yeah. the running joke. Yeah. So when Haley Bieber showed up with a little G tattooed behind her ear, just like Selena's, everybody was like, oh, she's just trying to be like her because she wants Justin to love her. But it turns out it's like, no, they're all in this crazy cult where they're getting branded in some weird way. Like, I don't even know how to unpack it. It's so strange. So before you went into all of that, yeah. and I'm glad you cut me off before I could make yeah, a joke. Yeah, yeah. So what was the name of the book again? 
uh, let me go up here. Unreasonable hope. Unreasonable hope. Mm-hmm. So his hope is almost audacious. Yeah. So it's like he has an audacity of hope. Mm-hmm. Like Barack Obama's audacity of hope. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. I just wanted to destroy that out there because like yep. that book existed first. Yeah. Um, and it's an insane name for a book. Uh, I mean, I feel bad for the kid. Yeah. I, I will. That's you know. why I'm like, we don't, we're not going to talk about it. It's no, no, not no. George's fault. No. But there's something very strange about the tattoo situation. Yeah. I, don't I had like to that. bring it up. I don't like that. Okay. So. Because tattoos go- are against the Bible. Yeah. That's the other thing. They are. In the Bible, you're not supposed to do that. Yeah. Okay. That's why the Nazis tattooed uh, people going into the Holocaust. Oh, my God. There's a no Nazi guarantee. Yeah, I know. I You're was, the one that did it. No, no. I've been, I didn't even do it. Listen, once, whenever, if you tell me there is one and we hit the button, I don't bring it up. <laughs> but if we, if we aren't hitting the button, I'm getting us there. Okay. So there's, uh, I think this is our final pastor. Okay. Uh, let, me see, let me just make sure. Okay, yeah. So we got one more pastor. His name is Rich Vickerson. I think I'm saying that right. I don't like that. And he is in Miami. Miami? Miami. And his church is called VU. V-O-U-S. What is with this shit? Now, the VU is these, short. Hold on. Okay. These all sound like the made-up fragrances from Parks and Recreation. <laughs> Every single one of these fucking places. Because one of the things snake I... Snake bite. But see, well, yeah, snake bite. Anyway, it's like, but one of these things is like I've always had a problem with a lot of these you know, non-denominational or loose denominational mm-hmm. Christian churches around here because you grew up Catholic, right? Yeah. And so it's like having a St. Dom's, having a St. Paul's, a St. John's, you know, those make sense. Our, our Virgin Mother Mary, okay, that makes sense. That, you know, these, these type of things make sense. You know, naming mm-hmm. it after town, it's, it's, it's the uh, Peterburg, you know, Methodist. Yeah. Okay, that makes sense. But the ones that are just someplace, like yeah. these are restaurants, yeah, that's what I thought. Vu sounds like yeah, a restaurant. I mean, we have ones that have been opened up around here that they're just like Calvary. And I'm like, fuck off. Yeah. And I know Calvary means something different in in church, but fuck off. All right? <laughs> Give me a saint. If you don't got a saint on their fucking building name, we yeah. ain't talking. Anyway. You're just a tax dodge, you motherfucker. So, Vu in Miami is short for rendezvous. I hate it even fucking more. Fuck! <laughs> so... To rendezvous these nuts. So Rich, okay, just like the original dudes um, that started Hillsong in Australia, Rich's dad was also a pastor in Miami forever. And he had like a very successful church, uh-huh. evangelical, the whole thing. The very So he's the son doing the same thing as his dad. He learned all the inside tricks on how to do this. Here's what happened. Rich became famous because he did a reality TV show called rich in faith which was all about him starting his own um own church his own church called vu so they did like a eight episode reality show that showed him and his wife trying to start this and like you know the fake arguments with his dad because he needs to break apart and like start his own church that's going to be cool and hip and not stodgy like his dad's what what channel did it run on I feel like it was Discovery Plus. I I don't remember. Uh, what was it called again? I'm going to uh, look it up. Rich in Faith. Rich in Faith. I looked it up and it had like no Rotten Tomatoes because I assume nobody watched it. Um, okay. Rich in Faith. What was it on? Uh, see, it was from 2015. Yeah. Oh, what a good year. Um, there's nothing there. There's no information. Uh, official site? Is it, I, I feel like it was Discovery. Okay. Okay, I keep anyway, going. Pardon me. 
I just ripped a little bit. Does that look like ID? What's the, in the bottom yellow there? I'm, I'm looking. I'm oh, looking. okay. So here's the thing. I want to tell you our celebrity list. Okay. It was on oxygen. Oxygen. There you go. That's why I never heard of it. Okay. Here's their celebrity list. Kim and Kanye. That's it? What do you mean that's it? Kim and Kanye? Yeah. So, like I, like I wrote my note here about how all of the Kardashians are going flying to different cities, but none of them are going to Kris Jenner's church. Even though they all pay tithes, which is insider tax write-offs that I'm sure they get back, um, to Kris Jenner's church. But So, Kim and Kanye are big into rich. They love rich. They're flying to Miami to go to Rich's services. They're bringing Flying Rich out to the Calabasas to have yeah. him come out there. They love Rich and everything, especially Kanye. Kanye, uh, he Rich was Kanye's spiritual advisor. And helped, we know how well that turned out. Helped inspire oh, him to see, start his hey, own church. No, no, hold on, hold on, mm-hmm. hold on. Yeah. I'm not the one who ruined the no Nazis button. I know. That's why You I brought up Kanye. Go. I know. That's why I was concerned about the button. I was like, I don't know. If we talk about Kanye, you can't really yeah, know Nazi. We can't know Nazi a Kanye episode. I, yeah, I wish we had that uh, soundbite of him on Jones where he was like, I love Hitler. It's such a crazy Such a line. weird fucking. Not that I love it. It's just a wild ass line. Okay. So here's the thing. That was a wild day. Do you know what's crazy? What? was really crazy about that? What? That happened right before we started this podcast. Like, oh that was God. only seven months ago. That's insane. Like, just, I want to, for everybody listening right now, just realize that Kanye pulling that mask on, going on Alex Jones' show and screaming that he loved Hitler. Yeah. And all the weird shit he did with Tim Pool that whole time. That was wild. Right before we started this podcast. Yeah. Okay, so here's the thing. When Kim and Kanye got married... Rich officiated their wedding. Okay. Okay. And then I got a screenshot because again, I don't even care that I'm Catholic or was born Catholic. So I'm not really Catholic anymore. But listen, he dressed up like a Catholic priest. Oh, he wore robes. So, okay. I have a secondary theory about this. Yeah. Okay. So yeah. Cause he's a, he's a pastor. He's not a priest. Yeah. Um, so I have, this is what you wear to Easter mass, by the way, these colors are for Easter. Yeah. So let me just tell you something because there was something that struck me a long time ago where I was looking at a heat map of top rated shows. Okay. And one thing that always got me is that, and I think we've mentioned this on the show before, but on 26 episodes, you know, who knows? Mm. Um, uh, when I was looking at a heat map of where the top rated shows are, the Kardashian shows are top rated, especially on the U.S.-Mexico border and especially in Florida. Yeah. So in areas of high Latin Catholic populations yep. and the Kardashians being Armenian, they have tans and stuff like that. Because of that, they do. You can easily imprint on them that they are Latin in some way. Yeah. That they're Hispanic, that they're something if you wanted to. Yeah. And the looks they go for are looks that are very appealing and that then get mass marketed to Latin communities. Yep. So them, they want to make sure we don't upset that fan base. Yeah. Let's do something that looks very Catholic. Mm -hmm. And then much like you, we won't question that this is actually a weird evangelical Australian group that steals money from Aboriginal people. Yep. Like we're not going to go that back deep to it because again, look, the man's wearing a miter. Yeah. Yeah. So I thought that was crazy. That's wild. And then 
Okay, so uh, this, when I was doing those like deep dives to try to find out how they're helping the community, I looked at each pastor to be like, is anybody doing anything that's yeah. not just hanging out with celebrities? Well, they're complaining about the homeless in L.A. probably. Yep, for sure, and not coming up with good solutions. But so I did find out that Rich in Miami, his church like had, you know, they have, again, they're exploiting volunteers. Yeah, yeah. Of course, some of the volunteers are good people who would just want to do good in the community. I, of course, I understand that. But like they had all these like small community outreaches planned. And one of them was called the laundromat outreach, okay. which was very strange. And what they did was they would give all of the volunteers like bags of quarters and they would send them to local laundromats and offer people quarters if they didn't have them for laundry. And then the, the thing was, is if you take the quarter, you have to let me talk to you about my church. And I was like, this isn't, I was like, that's insane. That's a crazy move. Like when I used to have to use a laundromat, if you would have came up to me and tried to fucking talk to me, I swear to God, fist fight all day. Yeah. The other thing that I thought was incredible, incredible, was that let's say 95% of the people that were in these areas that they were doing this were Hispanic or Spanish speaking or Latino. Yeah. And none of the laundromat coin kids spoke Spanish. <laughs> Not a one. Oh, they missionaried wrong. They missionaried wrong. Dude, the Mormons wouldn't make this mistake. No way. The Mormons would have been like, okay, we've done demographic research right here. Mm -hmm. um, okay, we can't send... Listen, we cannot sp send Aiden, okay? Yeah. He speaks Spanish with a Catalan accent, all yep. right? Mm -hmm. We're going to an area of Puerto Rico. It's Little Havana. Mm -hmm. They need to have a Cuban accent. Do you see... Okay, Aiden, Aiden... Listen to how Bertram over here speaks. <laughs> Do you hear how Bertram? Yep. Do you see the difference? He's not rolling the R's as much. Mm -hmm. Okay? All right? We need to get the right dialect if they're going to be Mormon. Yeah, so I thought the laundromat thing was fucking that makes so much. Listen, that makes so much sense because, again, these guys give very much the I just showed up and yeah. everything's going to work out. Yeah, also the I just showed up thing uh, goes through all three of them in a way of, like, they keep except for like Williamsburg specifically, but like they keep choosing the neighborhoods to put these places that are like low income neighborhoods. And then they just start gentrifying hard. Yeah. And so they're like surrounded by people that they could be helping, but instead they're paying security to be outside of the door so that the people going in feel safe because gotcha. of the, you know, there's gotcha. poor and homeless people nearby. Cause their mission is, their mission isn't to help anybody. It's no. to, it's to make 109 million in revenue CD yeah. sales. I feel like I had the number of how much Hillsong made. It's going to make me mad. It's going to make, it's me gonna so make mad. you really, really mad. But here's the thing. They're currently being audited by the Australian government because the Australian government thinks that they are hiding at least 80 million, um, out of whatever they claimed, but it was stupid. I don't doubt it. Okay. Here's the thing that happened. So uh, while I was reading about this specific pastor, Rich, because then I'm like looking at Kim and Kanye because Kanye started his own religion. I know that Kim helped her mom start their religion. And I'm like, this is like really weird. Like, why are they going to this guy? But then I found out that there are certain people that think that Kim may be a follower of the seven mountain mandate. Do you know what that is? I have no idea. You just okay. made up stuff. I didn't me. make up stuff because then I'm like, what the fuck is the seven mountain mandate? I know. So then I'm like, okay, what's this? So I look it up. The seven mountain man mandate is a part of dominionism, 
Oh, okay. which we talked about with Pat Robertson. Yeah. yeah. So we're back to dominionism. The followers claim that it's the biblical base for the movement derived from revelation, blah, blah, blah. And the seven areas of which the movement believe control, believe control of society and which they seek to control are family, religion, education, media, entertainment, business, and government. And so their idea, just like Pat Robinson, is that they need to infiltrate all of these areas so that they can you know, have dominion and their religion will have dominion. And so apparently, again, this is an allegedly button for sure. The belief is that Kim is a believer in the seven mountain mandate along with her evangelical pastor. And these are the reasons why she's, you know, in media, in entertainment, runs her businesses. She was hobnobbing with Trump and Kushner and like getting in the government. She went to law school because of the government thing. Like, there's all these things that Kim and the family are always getting into so that they can expand their reach of their evangelical touch. And so there is just this belief system that like Kim is in this, but refuses to say it outwardly. And then again, cause ADHD kicks in. Cause I'm like, the fuck is this? So then I start reading all about seven mountain mandate. And I found this list of people that are known to be seven mountain mandate people and one of them is a TikTok star, a dancey one. One of the girls that just dances. Yeah, which one? Um, I don't remember her name. It's not important. So <laughs> she's a dancey TikToker. It was her and her sister. They were twins. It was like the twins TikToker dancer, okay. blog gals. So she breaks up with her twin sister so she can join 7M Management. And 7M Management manages dancey TikTok people. Um, and they're like, we're going to build your brand. We're going to help you become more successful on TikTok and do and move out of the TikTok game, and, you know, do all kinds of stuff. What happened was she was isolated and pulled away from her family. They started taking like 20% of her revenue. It turns out that 7M Management was founded by Robert Shin, who runs the Shikina Church, which is a seven mountain mandate church. And so she is now in this management company that's actually part of a seven mountain management cult and then as i started reading about that it turns out there's this huge lawsuit because a bunch of dancey tiktokers like guys that crump guys that beatbox like gals that do other type of dancing all these people are suing them because they got isolated their money got stolen they weren't receiving food they were their housing was taken away like just went full crazy and then um then we had to go uh eat dinner that's where i left it what the fuck, babe? I don't know. Why you do this? I didn't I didn't know. Every time Kim Kardashian comes up, you end up like two hour ride. Yeah. You mention Kim Kardashian and then you're like, and then here's this thing that is so much cooler than everything I just fucking I talked know. about. I don't know. It's right there and it's full of dancing teenager TikTokers. Yeah. And it's full of weird cult like movements. Yeah, and then and I tried to read into this guy's cult and it's it gets real weird and I was like, I don't have time for this. This is a two hour podcast. And we're at two hours. I know. That's the show. I yeah. Wait, but we never talked about the thingy. We'll talk about it next time. Okay. Because that was the show. Okay, but listen, we've got, I can see we have four minutes left. This is a reminder. Send us your questions. Alex is going to create a thing on the Patreon so that yes. next episode we do will be a questions answers episode. Yep. And it's if you can send us messages through Patreon or you can ask your message through the comments on the Patreon uh, thread that I'm going to set up. Yeah. The other thing you can do is if you want to, you can always join the Patreon yourself. 
Uh, or you can send us emails. I mean, promania500 at gmail.com. Obviously, I always want to leave that open because I understand that some people do not have money and don't want to support. That's completely fine. Mm. We are never going to push you in that direction because while we do cover a lot of cults, we ourselves are not one yet. Yeah, yet. <laughs> We're uh, learning how to do the best, strongest cult, apparently. Y'all, this We're going is... to become incredibly good cult leaders one day. <laughs> Listen, we are slowly, we're convincing people through our Patreon to fund our education into how to become the best messianic cult. And I'm not going out like a bitch. I'm not drinking no. fucking Kool-Aid, all right? No. I'm going out hard with a big compound. Okay, we're not doing any of that. Yeah, allegedly. But okay. anyway, this has been an eye-opening episode. A and weird once one. again, Kim Kardashian shows up and blows the doors off the place. Yep, that's what she does. It's her whole thing. Uh, but with that, I think we're going to wrap up. Mrs. Promania, is there anything else you'd like to say on this episode? No, thanks everybody for listening. Really appreciate you. Thank you guys so much. Uh, we look forward to recording this every single week. Um, like I said, my poll is up now on Patreon. If you are a team leader, you can vote in it. The other thing is going to be up, and that's it, really. Okay, bye. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.